What's up, everyone, and welcome to Remember the Loot, episode 73, the show reminding you to keep your hands off the merchandise. <laughs> Woo! I'm one of your hosts, Frosty, and alongside me, as always, resident Daryl. I'm just a sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. <laughs> sexy Kurt. Uh, what's, what's up, dude? What's up? What's up? What's up? Just two of us. Just the two of us. We you, can make it. Okay. You need to pace yourself. What's yeah. up? Two, three. Four. What's up? Two, three, four. Did you see that splash mark in my eye, dude? It got you right I now. See four in the eye. You got a little bit of a little bit of the squirt in the eye. I think I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it in my veins now. Do you tingle a little bit because it's good. It's got a good tingle. Tingle a little bit. So, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, like I said, it's just the two of us, uh, T Bird and Josh Walking Idea, could not make it today, so we're holding down the fort. They're kissing. They're out actually on a date, a dinner date. 2017, and that's they think that it's okay for everyone. Yeah, they're out touching buttholes. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I hear that's that's what that's what they do, right? That's they touch buttholes. Is that how it works? I think that it's <clears throat> it's not a sexual thing. I think it's more so like a curiosity thing. Like they just they just push them, like put a little pressure on them, and just like <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> It's like, hey, man. You know, Daryl, we should really refrain from all these, these, <laughs> the infantile jokes. Oh, yeah. You know what? We're probably out there triggering some folks. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> we should try to keep this as PG as possible. Yep. If you know what I mean. Like uh, like PG, bruh. Like, like PG. You, PG, bruh? Like PG, yeah. The only way to keep it PG is to just not do anything. So what you been up to, man? Freaking working. Clean this room that we're sitting in right now. I know it. I know everyone can't. Blah, 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 words. I know everyone can't see it, but in the moment we're sitting in our studio, it's got some freshly painted walls. You would think with as many hours I've spent here painting, they'd all be done. Like everything would be done. Mm-hmm. It's nice and dank. Yeah, got some dank walls. Got some dank wall paint. But you got about three solid coats of primer under all these walls in the ceiling. Um, you got two coats of paint. From what you can see, there's this little section in the back. Um, it still needs to be painted. I ran out of paint. Uh, and then of course the ceiling is halfway done, but what I had to do, because as I said before on the show, there's so much stuff in here. Uh, and by stuff, I mean like action figures and televisions and resident evil toys and things of that nature. Adult toys. I said that resident evil. Okay. Same thing. Um, but I've got so much stuff that it's hard to, it was impossible to take everything out of here and shut down parts of the house to just work and get it done the smart way. Right. So what I've done is just, and I've said this on the show, I know, but I've taken just like sections of the room, moved everything over, prime, sanded, prime, painted, sanded, prime, painted, uh, moved everything over, sand, prime, paint, sand, prime, paint. Um, and so here we are. We're finally at a point now where I've, I, I got some built, uh, some new shelving units, the uh, cube units. Uh, these are better home and garden brand. Um, Walmart sells them. These are the thicker, like better versions. They have two two types. They have the cheap Walmart ones. They're like the uh, essentials or something like that. Mm. And then there's better home and garden. Now, out of cheap furniture, that is the more expensive of the two, but it's still classified as cheap furniture. Um, but my wife has got me sold on this whole cube thing. So basically what you do is you build the, the, the units. You can write that one down, Josh. And um, 
like I'll put bins in some of them for our controllers and our cords and all that good stuff. And then I'll put some of the consoles on there. I'll put obviously some of the units are going to be for my DVDs, my Blu-rays and my game collection, all that stuff. Um, right. And so as you can see, some of it's set up and hopefully by next weekend, we'll be doing some video in here again. So it's been so long and we will be able to, you know, the, the community and the listeners will actually be able to see what's going on in here. See our beautiful faces. Yep. Well, mine's not very beautiful right now because I am lobster sunburnt. Um, as you can see, I've got these the streaks, these dank freaking sunburn lines, sunglass <laughs> lines burnt in my face. Um, but I have literally touched almost no video games this week. Like I played about 30, 45 minutes of Minecraft with my kids Tuesday night. And I played... Still got the platinum. Still trucking it. Yeah. Well, we're on the Xbox One now trying to get all the achievements. Ah. So, um, and I've got, I played about maybe another 30 minutes to an hour. No, I lied. I played about 30 minutes, maybe an hour of Quantum Break. Um, Watched one of the uh, episodes. Because it's like, you'll play like an entire act. Yeah. Excuse me. And uh, then you'll watch like a 20-minute show. Uh, (laughs) And the decisions you make in the game change the outcome of the show so they've okay. obviously filmed multiple scenes that can change based on what you do in the game um i don't know how these things pan out though because as soon as the show started i fell asleep <laughs> so i've been a real tired boy <laughs> so, um just been working in this room a lot though like uh i spent last night i, I was sending you guys pictures and texts and stuff um i was you know, edging the ceiling and then painted it. And then I was listening to the uh, Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, just listening to that in my headset while I was while I was working. Uh, today, I've been on the soccer field the majority of the day. Um, made a new best friend. You're a soccer dad now. I'm a soccer dad on the weekend and a dance dad during the week. Okay. Uh, and a podcast dad on usually Friday nights, but we're recording on a Saturday. It's kind of weird. Um, on April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. That's what April it is. Fool's show. So, so Tanner and Josh aren't here because they're obviously on a date. Touching buttholes. Maybe they're going to April Fool's us and show up here. Well, that'd be awkward because the door's locked. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, be able to get in. So either we're locked in or they're locked out. And jokes on them. Yep. April Fools. <laughs> we're on a date too. So, um, you, so you met a, a new best friend. Yeah, I met a new best friend. So, uh, uh. I was at the soccer field, and my daughter, who this is her first time ever playing soccer, this is her first her last year. My was, or excuse me, we did the uh, the fall season last year for uh, Noah. Okay, and she got to sub in some of the games because they didn't have enough players, so we just threw the extra jersey on her and let her run around and kick the ball. And uh, my daughter, bless her heart, <laughs> she uh, she doesn't really show any real effort you know like uh like she was out there running and stuff like that but she just didn't she kept telling us she wouldn't play soccer but like mm. the couple times she was there she wasn't really doing anything but i mean she's you know saying four years old at the time she's five now and so we, we enrolled both of them in soccer this year we're not at the uh the little rec league we were in before we're actually in a and the upward league is the uh little get wrecked <laughs> yeah <laughs> you go from wreck to get, get wrecked. Yep. Um, we're in the uh, the upward league, and I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's basically there's a uh, the upward um, soccer, upward basketball, upward baseball thing they have. Uh, it's like a, a network of churches have put together like a 
a soccer league, but with there's material and they do devotionals and they do prayer time. And you know what I'm saying? They do like, you know what I'm saying? Really? It's, it's really cool. It's a little, it's very well structured. Um, we were in the recreational league last or last, you know, well, technically last year. And it was like a freaking mess. They canceled games. They had double scheduled stuff. Like they freaking, uh, they would book carnivals on the uh, soccer grounds for Michelin and places like that. And then we'd get there to show up. We'd show up for our game and they're like, Oh, by the way, we forgot to tell the entire, the league that the games were canceled. They didn't make some of the games up. It was really expensive and it was a freaking like so unorganized. We didn't even have a coach until our first practice. Our team last, that last year didn't even have a coach. So this year we went to the upward league there's over 500 students or 500 kids involved. There's like 60 something teams. Like it is organized That's to legit. the max. We got our entire schedule with all the games who were playing. We got our uniforms. I mean, everything like it is, you know, strict and it's good. And so we got out there today and had our first game. And I, I, and my daughter who likes to, she likes to pick the flowers and the grass and stuff like that. Like during practice, like she's not exactly uh, showing us at practice that she's, really in it to win it and i have this rule with them and I, i'm i'm pr- more competitive as a dad than i was as an actual player when i played sports <laughs> so like as a dad i am like super super like i want my kids to be the best you know and i go out and i'll run drills with them outside and you know we got a couple we got soccer goals set up outside and stuff like that and um i don't by any stretch did not think my kids were good they were fine you know um, and they can do good. It's just that I don't know. My kid, you, they they just haven't shown me at practice that they were focused, like laser focused, ready to do this thing. Right. So there's a, last year I told my son if he scored a goal, I take him to uh, Sweet Frog, which is the frozen yogurt place that used to be down by the house. But now that's gone, so we have to go across town to Minchie's. So he scored a goal. And then I said, okay, now you got to score three goals. If you, so every, obviously if he, if he, he scored the first goal, we went to sweet frog. I said, next game, you got to score three goals. And then, uh, he scored three goals and then we had to be five. Well, he never made that one. So, uh, he scored five goals. I'll take you to eat delicious dessert treats. that make you fat and slow. uh Well, you know, this kid's got crazy metabolism right now. Yeah. So, um, so this, this year, you know, the, the same thing. So my daughter goes out there on the field, uh, and as soon as they blow the whistle, she charges after the ball, boom, scores. She's like freaking out. She's like, Daddy, I daddy, I did it, I did it. Oh, regular, I get to go. She's regular like, Beckham. She's like, we're going to go to Minchie's. I was like, yes, baby, yes. And then so a little bit later, she freaking kicks the goal, uh, gets, kicks again, boom, scores. And I was like, are you? Yes, yes. And then like by the end of the game, she scored three goals her first game ever. Like she was not playing, cannot run to save her life. That little thing, she was running, her legs were moving, but she just wasn't going She's anywhere. like Shaq, she could dunk, but she yeah. can't free throw. <laughs> uh, we're sitting there giggling. Like, I mean, I was the proudest dad in the world. My daughter ripped three goals like quick, like telling the other dads to suck it. Yeah, I'm like, run, suck on I'm that. like running around, <laughs> like giving them the old crotch chop, get, <laughs> freaking flipping off the other team. Um, no, nah, like, and one of the uh, one of the goals didn't count, like it, because they blew the whistle before it actually went in. But I mean, who cares? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and in her mind, that was three goals. In my mind, that was three goals. Um, so she had a, a stellar game. 
she got uh she got they had these little stickers like they give as awards or whatever and uh she got like uh obviously she scored the most goals for her team uh, her team wrecked too it was like 12 to nothing 12 to 1 i think it was like 12 to 1 Jeez. They just freaking spanked that other team. Team get wrecked. Yes, it really was. And so uh, my daughter walked up and gave uh, the, the coach from the other team the finger, told him to get good. That was pretty <laughs> – I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she was so excited there. And, like, all she wanted was she wanted the thumbs up from the, the old Donald Trump. Um, earmuffs, Alex. Uh, she wanted the Donald Trump, you know, sitting from the side. She wanted the thumbs up. And I gave her the thumbs up. She was just so excited. She wanted that validation that she was doing good. And she's really good at dance and ballet. Like, she's really good at that. First it's thumbs up, then it's high fives, and then it's chest bumps. Yep, and then it's straight punches. Just punch each other down. And then it's butt slaps. Uh, that's my daughter. I don't really, nah. Well, Tom, when she gets on a team. Nah, nah. That's just not, let's just, let's go ahead and make the rule. Guy or girl. Wait, it, wait, okay, wait. Do girls do that in softball? I think they slap butts. <laughs> I don't think they do. They I've slap, never seen they it. They slap front butts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just a little little DJ tap. Uh, I've never seen it. I mean, not that I was. I've earnestly went out there trying to look for it. But like, you watch baseball and guys do the butt slap. Hey, good game. Do girls do that? If you're listening to the show, write write in. No, don't. I don't actually. No, I want to know this. Well, write Frosty. Don't write me. And I'd feel weird looking this up on Google. So Google do girls slap butts at games? (laughs) Do girls slap butts at a baseball game? Um. So anyway, so I say all this to say at the end of the end of the game. We're super excited. The coach comes up to me, and I noticed that he has a biohazard tattoo on the inside of his forearm. Oh my god, that's what I said. Um, so he, I, I, it's like he comes up to congratulate Yo Zoe on the game, and he sees my my Naughty Yeti, mm-hmm. and I have that black Naughty Yeti with the resident the umbrella logo on the mm-hmm. one side. It says Resident Evil. The other side, it's got the vir- the T virus, and it says Resident Daryl. It's got my gamer tag. He completely bypasses my daughter after her stellar performance in the game, <laughs> you know, and comes yeah. up and says, hey, man, I almost got a tattoo of that. I was like, yeah, I saw your other one. I lifted it up, and I got the same Resident Evil Biohazard sticker on or decal mm. um, on the bottom of my, my Yeti. Um, and he was like, oh, dude, I'm such a fan. And he was like, I love Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and 4. He was like, Code Veronica. And he, I mean, and this is, and you know this, any real Resident Evil fan and all the games and spinoffs and everything. Coronas. If they if you ask, if somebody goes, Oh my god, I love Resident Evil, and you say, Okay, what's your favorite? Anything these are acceptable answers. Resident Evil one, two, three, H D remake, Code Veronica, Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. If they say five, six, either of the revelations, then you know, okay. You're casual. You, yeah. Or they say Operation Raccoon City. They're just, you know, they're not the a, movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they're just, you know, they don't story. I don't know. I won't say they're not a real fan, but I, I will say this, the, the, the true, the diehard, they know what's up. When he named out all of those, I had a little bit of a man crush. I was like, are you, I was like, yes. So, so we started talking. Well, he stopped playing at five. Like that's when he stopped. So we got to talking about it, and we before you know it, me and this dude, her coach, are making like we're making make we're making plans. <laughs> like the wives are sitting there and like just listening. And he's like, "Oh my god, dude, I was playing Resident Evil Four before we came on the field today." Like it was awesome. So I met a met a really good friend. Um, we got to talking about like the old games, dude. The remake coming up of Resident Evil Two. He was talking about how much he loved the HD remake. You know, we were just. 
it was really cool. It was like um, my wife who gives me a really hard time about like not having older friends because all of my friends are younger than me. Like you're the closest. And that's why I was asking your age yesterday. Cause I was like, I thought you were 29. She's like, no, nah, I think he's 28. I was like, we've probably 29 soon, but either yep. way, like all my close friends are, are younger than me uh, by several years. You're the closest um, at four years. And so uh, she was like, Oh my gosh, you actually made a friend your age. And then I was like, nah, dude, he's, he's 10 years older than me. Um, <laughs> and I was like, and she, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Hey, whatever. But it was really cool. And uh, getting to talk to him. So like, we done booked a cookout at the end of the season. We're going to have the wives hang out. The kids play in the yard on the trampoline. And me and him are going to set up in here. Yes. And we're going to go through Resident Evil 5 together. Yes. And then we'll see where the, where that takes our relationship. Because uh-huh. I told him Resident Evil 5 is great. Resident Evil 5, to me, is one of the most comfortable games in the world to play. Because I've beat it so many times. Me, me and you play that game. To yeah, death, we play that man. to death. Yeah. Dude, we play mercenaries like mother effers. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And like, it was fun. And Re- honestly, I think if we sat down and, and played Resident Evil 6 mercenaries, you'd enjoy that too. Yeah. 6 was actually a pr- pretty decent game. I, certain, I like, certain parts were good. I feel like 5 was one of them, them ones where it was like, it was great. Like, I mean, it is great, but like when it came out, every, no one complained about it. Everyone yeah. loved it. Yeah. But then like you didn't start hearing about how quote unquote bad it was until way after yeah, yeah, you know and the same thing happens with with any franchise you know like uh uh Zelda Twilight Princess is a good example like when it came out it was getting yeah great scores everyone loved it now people are like now that's my like, least favorite Zelda oh yeah it was like, it's it's the worst Zelda like yeah. no it isn't it was I mean it's still a ten but it's like the worst ten <laughs> I know like yeah. I I've recently played that game you know mm-hmm. and granted it's hard to to you know with someone like me like when if I play a, a retro game like it could be any time. Like, I, I don't look back and say, oh, it hasn't aged well, you know? Like, yeah. like those games still hold up well to me, personally. But I've recently went back and played and beat that game, and it's still a great game, you know? And I get, like, people were kind of like, you know, well, I didn't like the parts where you're a wolf or whatever. I was like, well, those were, like, the really neat parts, you know? Spoilers, like, bro. I haven't played it yet. Well, that happens, like, the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They have an amiibo. Which one? Which which one was Twilight Princess? Which one was the Nintendo sixty four version? That was you had Ocarina of Time that's and, the one and Majora's Mask. My, Ocarina of Time is the last one I played. Okay, I mean so, that's that's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's one of my favorites. That's yeah. probably my favorite, next to Link to the Past, and then yeah, you. you know, yeah. Well, well, I, I like a lot of them, but yeah, but well, yeah. It, and that's how like going back to Resident Evil Five, like it was. Just, it really was like it came out at the perfect time because mm-hmm. co-op was a like co-op on online co-op was really really good, a big thing drop in drop out. Yeah, and it wasn't we weren't like oversaturated with with that either. Like it was right. That was you know, kind of becoming very popular and Resident Evil was, was, was still in its prime too. Yeah. So and uh, so it was it, it was cool and so we talked or whatever and I I mean like it was cool to find somebody who had that same passion for that franchise as me because I I really really need mm-hmm. that you know what I'm saying. I, and so I was like, oh, man. And so we're sitting there talking or whatever, and the wives seem to get along pretty cool, but whether they like each other or not, I don't care because mm. it's like, you got a friend in me. <laughs> well, you It's funny because they volunteered to work at the food pantry at the church next to the soccer fields, yeah. uh, Kitty Wake Baptist down the road from here. And um, so she's like, babe, we uh, volunteered to work at the uh, to the food pantry we need to go and he's like yeah okay 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 and then he started talking about it again he goes oh my god dude i remember the only reason i bought a dreamcast is for code veronica he goes i ended up getting on ps2 as well and she's like babe i'm serious we're, we're running late he goes yeah, yeah, yeah okay and he goes to walk like, off and my wife like, reminds me of excella 
<laughs> such a bad person. He's like, uh, but it was, it was so funny because you could tell, like, he it was painful to walk away from this conversation. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah well, what if she's like, babe, how much longer are you going to be? He's like, seven minutes. <laughs> seven <laughs> minutes is all I need. Oh, my gosh. I'll die. Yeah. So, but uh, whenever, cool. whenever someone tells me they're a fan, you, you tell me, I like, asking them what sequels they like or whatever. Uh, I always like to quote stuff from the game, you know? Yeah, see if they Just get kind of it. fill them out. Like, uh, somebody's like, yeah, I love Metal Gear Solid. I'll be like, Shalashaska. And they'll, be, they'll just kind of look at me like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're not a real <laughs> fan. Get out of here with your Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. Well, quiet. Quiet was the bomb of Metal Gear Solid 5. So let's toast. This toast goes, <laughs> goes out to D-Dog. <laughs> This just goes out to my new friend. This goes out to my diamond dog. This goes out to my... I don't even know his first name. Co- you think his name? Coach Guy. I heard Resident Evil. Coach Guy. Like Coach Guy friend. Coach <laughs> Guy friend. Coach Dude. Uh, now, this goes out to uh, a lot of things. Uh, number one being uh, my new Resident Evil friend. Number two being uh, Kurt Angle being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yes. And, and hours and hours of Kurt Angle videos that I've been consuming. This is a, a Hall of Fame episode. I that wasn't even intentional. I didn't yeah. think about that. I didn't put two and two together till you yeah. said that because that's the topic of the week. Come on, WrestleMania Hall of Fame and the yep. video game Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, dude, WrestleMania Hall of Fame was so good last night. Like I got chill bumps so many times. So, uh, anyways, yes. So this weekend is WrestleMania 33. It is a jam packed, awesome card, uh, and this goes for you and anyone listening. Uh, there's a they're running a promotion right now. If you have never signed up for WWE Network. Sign up for it this weekend. You get a free month. And so you get WrestleMania for free. Um, and remember back in the day when, we, when I was a youth pastor and we used to invite all you guys over and do pay-per-views and stuff like that, mm-hmm. WrestleMania was $89. Yeah. It was it was it's ex- cheap. It's the most expensive pay-per-view of the year. Um, so if you hadn't done it yet, sign up for WWE Network. And, you know, as long as you cancel before May 7th mm-hmm. or whatever, or whatever that date ends up being. I think it's through through I think it was May 7th the day it told me. I, I used to have it. I really liked it. I I, I used to watch the um well, let's toast first. Yeah, let's, let's toast. Let's toast. So I'm getting, I would say I'm getting thirsty, but I have yeah. three drinks in front of me. Mm, totally good. not drinking Monster, but no one knows that. Well, I've got a Monster, and I've also got a little bit of a Cellucor uh, pre-workout in my cup. which I'm going to do a little bit of a old review for that later on the show. Yeah, I used to have uh, the WWE Network. Um, I used to watch Legends House. Yeah, that's actually really good. And I thought it was funny. And uh, do they still do that? Um, I th- I don't think they've done another season since. They got a lot of other shows, a lot of original content. Yeah. Something on there you'll love is the w- Camp WWE. It is uh, like Seth Green mm. headed that project up. So it's a it's like a raunchy cartoon of WWE. But it takes place back when all the superstars were kids. So, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin's this little redneck twerp. This is, like, all the time getting in trouble. Nice. And uh, freaking Ric Flair's, like, one of the camp leaders, but he's, like, a big perv. He's all the time opening his robe up and going, <laughs> woo, and showing people his wiener. Uh, just um, like real life. Yep. It's really good. Well, then what I would recommend is, since you've already had WWE Network, sign Kim up for WWE Network and get the free month under her name, her email. Yeah. Because then you could enjoy the WrestleMania with me tomorrow night. And then we can sit on the headsets, the headsets, and we can play PlayStation while we WWE Network. Yeah. 
Because it's going to be a good year. It, so the main event is Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Goldberg's back. He's the WWE champion. Or excuse me, he's the Universal champion. Uh, so him and Brock Lesnar are going at it. And they've had a pretty real, pretty good feud. They've only been. I mean, he came back a few months ago. And uh, he's fighting Goldberg at Survivor Series. Beats him in a minute and 22 seconds. Like speared him, speared him, jackhammer done. And it's turned this it turned this whole thing up. Uh so he's fighting Chris Jericho versus uh Kevin Owens. So I'm giving myself the jackhammer in a minute twenty two seconds, if you know what I'm saying. Spear. 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 Um, so you got uh Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. That's gonna be fantastic. You got Seth Rollins versus Triple H. That's gonna be fantastic. You have the phenomenal AJ Styles going up against Shane McMahon. No Shane McMahon's going to jump off something big. When's Raven and DDP going to fight? Oh, DDP got him done into the Hall of Fame last night. Yes. Oh, it was so funny because he came out with all his daughters. And he used to have this uh, faction back in the like, 80s called the Diamond Dogs. And he comes out and he goes. D-Dog? Yeah, D-Dog. Ooh, yeah. Now he's got um, a whole bunch of quiets. Got four <laughs> of them. So anyway, so he walks out with his daughters. He's got his arms out and his daughters on there. And he goes, I used to have the diamond dogs. Now I got diamond daughters. And they all throw up the, the, the diamond cutter. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I watched um first seasons of Legends House. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but like right after the season, it wasn't long after they aired the first season that uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper died. died. Yeah. It was such a bummer, man. Yeah. Because he was like, in my opinion, he was like the best on that season. Oh, yeah, that, he was good. Season. <clears throat> it was so good. Uh, like uh, I think one of my favorite episodes is when they went LARPing. Yes, he had that giant claymore. And he's yeah. like beating the crap out of everyone. Guys, amazing. Oh, uh, dude, that LARPing episode was really funny. Yeah, like, I like Mean Gene. Mean Gene Oakley. He is. He ain't yeah. no else, dude. Um, but uh, so anyway, so yeah, this year's uh, card is good. It's a very good WrestleMania. All the matches should be really fantastic. So. I highly recommend it. By the time this airs, everyone else will have already, or excuse me, WrestleMania will have already happened. But if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and everybody's favorite podcast app, Podbean, uh, you can still do this. Sign up for the WWE Network, get you a free month, and then watch WrestleMania. And then by the time we record for next week, next Friday, you guys can send us a whole bunch of questions, a whole bunch of responses to what you thought about WrestleMania because I love talking about wrestling. Which is crazy. I haven't been on Smart Marks yet. I haven't even... Yeah. <laughs> like, we could have... Me and those guys could have a fantastic conversation about wrestling because that is what I like to watch. Just so, one email away. Yep. Speaking of emails, what you been playing? Was that a proper segue? I don't know, but I haven't been playing any games, so... Okay. <laughs> um, honestly, man... I have been playing. Okay, so I've been. I'm still trucking through the office. I have like eight episodes left of this show. I'm dying to finish it because everyone I talk to said is always talking about how sad the ending is and all. And I don't know if they're just like trolling me or what. But April Fools. You ever had? Yeah. You ever had one of those shows you watch and everyone like people who have finished it before you are like, you gotta finish it. You gotta get to the end. You gotta see. It. You know, and like it's killing you to get to the end to see it. You know, just. Just because it's eating away at you, and and this that's kind of been this show for me. But I've been coming home, and I'll put the office on, and I'll be listening, or I'll be uh, be uh, watching that while I'm playing something like on my PlayStation One or something. Yeah. And this week, it 
is head has been Street Fighter Alpha Three. Because I got my setup finally with the uh, Entertainment Center, um, which I thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, bro. Uh, I got my Super Nintendo hooked up, uh, 360, my PlayStation One, PS3, the works. Well, technically your PS3, but um, still got to be Suikin' in two. Suikin' in backlog. Backlog's real. Uh, so I've been, you know, chilling, watching The Office, playing Street Fighter Alpha 3. Uh, look online today, and according to SureYukin.com, allegedly we're getting Street Fighter Alpha 2 and 3 I coming to modern consoles. So fingers crossed that's not an April Fool's joke. I hope it's real. Um, something else I got announced, too, and it was really cool how they did it. Um, do you remember Street Fighter EX? It was like the 2D, 3D Street Fighter? No, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay. Um, it was Capcom license, of course, but it was developed by a little small company called Akira. Hmm. I believe that's what they're called, Akira. And basically, they had rights to, or not rights, but they, they were able to use Street Fighter characters. Like you had Ryu, Guile, Chun Li, I think Blanca, and a few others. But then you had characters that they specifically created. Like you had uh, Kairi, Garuda, which was one of the characters people are. Um, predicting to be in season two of street fighter just because from one of the silhouettes they show just looks like him you know um that re- remains to be seen i'm predicting maybe that's a possibility we could be getting him because the, what happened was they, they released a trailer on it was actually april fool's day in japan when they released it and everyone's going crazy They're like oh we're getting a new uh, street fighter ex you know uh but then they're like wait this is april fool's joke but then it got announced later that it was real. So now we just kind of wait and sit back and see if they'll release anything else. You know, like they showed gameplay footage and it looks really good. So um, I thought that was that was kind of neat. Um, but I've been playing Street Fighter Alpha 3. Uh, I, I actually did play some Street Fighter yesterday with a, a good buddy of mine. Uh, first time in a couple weeks. First time in a long time? Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> had some pretty good matches um he <laughs> ended up winning a few of the matches i should i really should have lost but i don't want to say i got lucky but it was just really close you know could have went either way and uh it was great we had we had a great time so he's he's looking to get me back on a uh, fight night when we play again but other than that man like i'm trying to get back in final Fantasy 15 but the problem i'm running into is like i just beat this big open world game in horizon and I put Final Fantasy 15 in, and I'm like, okay, I kind of have to relearn the controls. Yeah, I have to regroup and figure out where I was going, what I was doing, and it's, I, I don't know, like I'm finding it difficult, because like, you know, just like any other game, you put it down for a while, and you come back, you're like, where was I? What was I doing? You know? Yep. And uh, I don't know if like that's for me right now. You know, like not to mention, I'm having. I'm I'm conflicted whether or not I actually like the game because it's so different from any other Final Fantasy title, and uh, I just feel like you know uh, I feel like I should take a break from big open world games right now, yeah. And maybe try to play something else. You know, like I have Dishonored, which I still haven't uh, beaten. I have Uncharted Four, which is staring like I literally I look down and it's staring me in the face. You know, and I'm like, yep. I really should be playing you right now, but. I want to finish Final Fantasy 15. And then we have, you know, there's so many other games out and there's so many more games coming, you know. Like there's a Dark Souls 3 DLC just came out. Yep. <clears throat> and Which I, I hear is really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Dark Souls. Yeah. Um 
so that I mean that's about it, man. Um, I feel the same way about Quantum Break that you do about Final Fantasy. It's like I don't know that I like it. Yeah. I want the bad thing is I want to like it. You want to like it, but it's it's just difficult to just just like there's something about it, you know. Like I, I have I, I've only I haven't had a lot of time to play games, but when I play that one, I'm not I'm kind of bored with it. Like it's just not. Yeah. I'm to decide. I'm, I'm on the fence of whether or not it's bad or just really, really, really mediocre. Yeah. Um, and I, like, like for example, after playing Horizon for 50 hours, I'm at like the 52 hour mark. Um, I'm I'm very close to the to the end of the game. I mean, I haven't played all week long. I, I haven't touched Horizon since like beginning of last week or something like that. But uh, I could probably beat the game. I'd say in, in an hour or two, maybe three. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know that for a fact, but I feel like I'm at the end. I'm thinking like seventy six percent done with the entire game, and I've tried to do all the side stories and errands or side missions and errands to get up to it. I think I got maybe I still have to do the hunter, the hunting lodge stuff. Like that's what I have left to do before I finish the last couple missions. Okay. Well, those and, aren't uh, those aren't too bad. As for example, like just to let you know where I'm at, I've got the upgraded staff from Silas or whatever his name is. And I got the little piece that I need to hack into Hades. Yeah. You're, you're right there. I'm right there. I think I got like one big mission that it's the one that everyone says like ramps you up. Like you think you're at the end and then you get a breakaway to go clean up side stuff. If you need to, then you have the last mission. I think that's where I'm at. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> I'm, I mean, I'm not in a hurry, you know. Yeah. That one, when I'm done, we platinum, then I'll put it away. Um, but that game plays so well. Like the gameplay is so good. Yeah. So smooth. And like listening to Tricky talk about how he struggles with it. Like I'm sitting there listening to their fireside chat the other day, and in the first time I talked about Horizon, and I'm like, there's there's nothing wrong. The gameplay, if you can't, if, if that game makes gives you trouble. It's just because you're not good. like, And that's not like, I'm not trying to be rude by that, but like Horizon's gameplay is so, silky smooth mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, yeah, that, and that's another thing that's making it even harder for me to finish 15 is like you go from a game that's one, it's, it's I mean, Final Fantasy 15 is not a bad looking game by any stretch. Right. But Horizon's is gorgeous. It's yep. smooth. The it's gameplay so smooth. is so much faster, so much better. The low times are Way superior. Yeah. Like, 15's low times are ridiculous. Like, like you, fast, just fast traveling. Like, I walked away from my car. I was, like, 100 meters away from my car, and I wanted to fast travel back to my car. Like a five-minute um, load. It's like five-minute load with Horizon. is depending on where you are, it's pretty pretty instant. Well, the thing about Horizon is if you didn't ever fast travel, you would never load anything. Yeah, you, yeah. It just, the game would run. Yeah. Like, that's the beautiful part about that game. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, like, if I don't fast travel anywhere in Horizon, I'm just playing. the the, yeah. the whole thing is there. The menus are more accessible, you know, and like that's very important in an RPG. Like yeah. menus have got to be accessible, which is why we get like, you know, like the PlayStation One release of Chrono Trigger is hailed as the worst version because the menu like load times are so slow, mm-hmm. and like coming in and out of combat, there's like this small load time, and when you have a game like that where you're going to your menu you know like like yep. I was telling you I was in Horizon I was constantly going to my menu switching outfits and stuff like if there was a load time there that would, would have been like oh my god like, like, let's, 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 let's do this you yeah. know like 
And that's very important. When Final Fantasy, you know, it's not necessarily a low time, but I feel like the the menus are just such a cluster. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and, and there's, I mean, there's a tutorial, but it's very, like, no one wants to sit there and just read for 20 minutes. You know, like, you, when, you, when you get a game you're excited, you want to play, you know, like, sometimes a game can be so mechanically rich that it's a turn off. Yep. You know, and I felt like you know, I bought a game a while back called a uh, divinity original sin. Yep. What are you talking about? And it's pretty neat, but it's, you know, I thought it was gonna be like a, Di- a Diablo dungeon slasher. It's a turn based and Ooh. the, yeah, like it's a, you move around like you would on like Diablo, but like once you engage in combat, it's an actual turn based. Gotcha. And it's very mechanically rich. Like there's a lot of different menu, you yeah. know, uh, Accessibility and stuff. A lot of things you got to manage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, menu managing and inventory managing and stuff like that, and that stuff can be a turnoff, you know. And, I, and that's one of the complaints I've been hearing about, like Zelda Breath of the Wild. Is like, as great as the game is, and as much mechanics as there are, and like as open, beautiful the game is, like it's there's a lot of menu managing, you know. Um, I guess depending on like what mood you are, you know, like, like sometimes you can overlook that. Yeah, but it just depends on your mood, you know. And it's hard to go from a game like Horizon, like you said, it plays great, it's smooth, yeah, it's fast, like everything's so accessible, it's easy to learn. You have a blast when, like, well, like you, you don't avoid combat. Like, there's times in Final Fantasy where, like, I don't really feel like fighting them things. Yeah, you know, like I just want to get from point A to B. And Horizon, it's like, oh, I can't wait to fight that. I cannot, like, <laughs> yeah, I cannot like, wait to shoot that in the face. Well, you know, I was listening to a conversation about that the other day. It's like. I'm thinking like, I like Thunderjaw. Yes, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Stormbird. Yes, sign me up. What, a rock breaker, a rock busters, whatever. Freaking so good. Dude. But I'm gonna fight them. You know, like every yeah, now and again. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's an enemy you don't necessarily like to fight, yeah. you still enjoy doing it. Yeah, and the, the combat is uh, the, the the combat is so smooth in that game. Because mm-hmm. like, I'm playing Quantum Break, and I feel like the auto or the aim assist is so heavy. Like it is, I'm like, there's no way I should be shooting dudes in the head, but like it, it's giving me random headshots because it's really, in my opinion, kind of hard to line up a shot. Like people talk about how like uncharted uh, gameplay and gunplay specifically isn't very good. Like it's not like they say uncharted is not the best third person shooter, you know? And, yeah. and I didn't think it was bad. Like, and I've said this before. I feel like two was smoother than three for some reason. Yeah. There, there is something different about like, it. But, it just feels the AI, I, yeah. I've said that before. Yeah, like yeah. The AI in three was ridiculous. Buttholes. Well, yeah. like, I mean, I played it on crushing, so I mean, it was everything was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing about uh, about about uh, Quantum Break is, and you know, comparing that to coming off a of Horizon to play something that's just a little bit older, dude, it's not good. Like the 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 gameplay, the the combat is lacking, and it doesn't have a dodge. It doesn't have a sprint. Um, your time powers have like really heavy cooldowns and sure you can switch between them, but it's like it, like there's so many things about quantum break that are so cool, but together it's not, it's just not, it's just, it's just not, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. I think the longer I talk about it, I talked about Tanner at work the other day. I was like, I don't think I like quantum break. Mm. I think the more I talk about it, the more I realize that I dislike that game. And I, it's a short game. It's a six hour campaign and I can't bring myself to finishing it. So to finish it so far. Yeah. And I got steady decay, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. I want to play it, but 
I don't want to give up on Quantum Break yet. Yeah. In the same respect, like tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the definitive day. Tomorrow, I'm going to sit here in the room. I'm going to watch Wrestle. I'm going to watch NXT Takeover, the WrestleMania pre-show, and then WrestleMania. I've got about eight hours of wrestling I'm going to watch tomorrow. That's actually not an exaggeration either. It's like it's, literally, it's going to be about eight hours. Yeah. Um. My and I've, I've told my wife and the Full-time kids. Full time job, man. Yeah. Hey, if I, if I could, I would. <laughs> but I told my wife and the kids, I said, "Y'all need to find something to do." You know what I'm saying? I said, "You need to go." Out. She's got a five k. Uh, she's doing tomorrow, or three k. Some big walk she's doing tomorrow. Um. There's like this uh, friend of hers who. Not a, not a, it's a friend of a friend or a friend. Uh, it's a friend's sister. Does she was. like Resident Evil? No, okay. unfortunately. But they're they're ba- they had a baby two years ago. It was born with like it got like cancer like really fast, like six months or something like that. Mm. Had to have a lot of surgeries. It's been two and a half years of recovery, and little man just got the cancer came back. It's in his everywhere, and they gave him like two months. So they're, you know, they're doing a big walk in this little kid's honor and they're raising money, all this stuff. And so, uh, she's doing that tomorrow and, uh, I might go with her. I, I, you know, really thought about, uh, originally I said I wasn't going to go do anything because of wrestling, but I was like, you know, it's a good cause. I'll probably be there. I'll probably, you know, if it's better to keep the kids here so she can go do it, then I'll do that. But you know, if, if she's taking, if she, cause the kids, some of the, her friends are bringing their kids too to do the walk. Yeah. So it's like, if, if, if I need to bring the kids in, uh, I'll go out there too. So I hadn't really a hundred percent. I don't know how that's going to pan out, but other than that, I got eight hours of wrestling tomorrow. And so my plan is to play quantum break on monitor a while watching wrestling on monitor B. Um, and we'll see if I can't finish it. Or if I if I if I'm I, I'm actually going to get time tomorrow. So if tomorrow it doesn't click, then it's gone. You know, <laughs> smash your pass, man. Yes, yeah, <laughs> And so, uh, and ideally, I'll just flip over to uh, um, Horizon at that point, and then. But but I don't want to do the last. I don't want to do the main missions. You know, I might do the hunting stuff, hunting lodge tomorrow. Uh, but I don't want to do that while I'm watching wrestling. You know. Right. So I might play. I don't know. I might play Resident Evil Five on Xbox One. And just get achievements. So, um, something else though. I know we. Uh, I said I was going to give him a shout out. Uh, a guy named Blake. He's the owner of Multiverse Comics. Ooh. Shout out to this guy. So uh, today I had to go buy a new cell phone. All right. And I went to Cellular Source um, right in here, Lexington. And uh, I needed to. I needed to buy a new iPhone. I didn't want to do the next plan and get the iPhone seven and, and have a two more year contract with AT and T. Um, I'm getting ready to go back take, to that. Take small that. pieces of your soul, right? Every month. Uh, and then I went to Walmart and they sell them. You know, they sell retail versions for five hundred bucks. And I'm just I'm not paying five hundred dollars for a cell phone. I'm not ever doing that again. Oh. I paid. I did the next plan on the six plus that I got the sixty four gig six plus. It's given me lots of problems because it bends and then it doesn't hook to the network. It's got the touchscreen doesn't work half the time. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm not getting a six plus anymore either because it's so big and they're notorious for bending. I'm going to get something a little smaller, um, something that even older. I don't even care. So I, I wanted a five S or a six. So uh, I went on the hunt. I ended up at Cellular Source. They didn't have any in Lexington. So they, they had one in Irmo. They're going to hold for me. So I drove all the way across town, picked it up, 
Got a 64 gig 5S for 150 bucks. I was super excited about that. I thought it was a fair enough price. Um, but while when I was when I GPSed my, you know, I was in the van. I GPSed myself there, and I'm sitting there in the parking lot where it says Cellular Source, but I don't see the store anywhere. But I see Multiverse Comics, and on the sign it says, "We sell video games, DVDs, movies. We buy, sell, trade, ball, blah, blah, and cell phones." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> I'm going in." So I bring all three of my little Rugrats with me. We go inside, and I'm walking around. It's a small comic shop. It's 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 real small. Those are the best, man. It really is Those because he's got manga, he's got anime, he's got freaking uh, Blu-rays, DVDs, some video games comics pop pop figures i mean everything mm. he's got like records he's got cds i mean he, the dude's got everything so he's like scratch and spin but smaller right yeah. right and i've actually been going in there a lot lately scratch um, and spin is so expensive a little bit they're a little bit more pricier um and, and they do this thing like where like the, he sells a lot of pops too mm-hmm. everybody sells pops now and uh he's like buy buy one get one uh Twenty percent off or something, but yeah. his pops are slightly more expensive, more expensive than you would find them. them. Yeah, yeah. they're like he sells them for like eleven seventy five. Yeah, and you can find them anywhere else nine ninety nine. Yep. you know. <laughs> so like by the time you you do that, you're basically spending you're the same. Spending money. Yep, yep. That was, I, that, but, I went in there several times when I was collecting box sets of shows. Yeah, and he would have like seasons I was missing, but he would want twice as much as everybody else. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, I said, uh, is this the best you can do on this stuff? He goes, yeah. He goes, I usually sell my stuff in here, whatever you can buy it for off Amazon. I'm like, but you're not Amazon. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not eBay, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a pretty cool guy's work there. You know, like I, I, I enjoy going there and browsing around, you know, yeah. but I won't walk out of there unless I'm know I'm getting a deal. You know? yeah, yeah. Like I, I usually shoot straight to their anime section because they, they usually have pretty good, pretty good uh, to the anime, anime section. Yeah, old Tanime section, but um, that's just you know another yeah. one of those things where like, just like uh, Second and Charles, you yeah. know, they they can be high. There's yeah. some days where I get out of there going, yeah, I just robbed this place. <laughs> yeah, 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 but you know, you really gotta be careful too, you know. And this goes out to anyone listening, like, make sure you price stuff before you buy, uh-huh. definitely, because you know I, I made the mistake of buying. I bought a Princess Mononoke from uh, Second and Charles. For like ten dollars more than it was at Best Buy, you know, and I didn't even know Best Buy, right? You know, right, would have right. had it, you know. wasn't thinking that like they just recently got re-released, you know, uh, through Disney, so of course they're gonna have them, but I didn't know they're gonna have them that cheap, you know, like ten dollars a pop. So I, I was, you know, like around Christmas time, man, I got my hands on like three or four of the Studio Ghibli movies. So gotcha. Yeah, well, you live and you learn. Yeah, uh, but like, like I was saying about multiverse comics. Um, this is a little comic shop. Uh, if you are in the St. Andrews in the, in the greater Columbia area here in, uh, South Carolina, I highly recommend check going to St. Andrews road and checking out multiverse comics. Uh, the dude that owned plays Blake was super nice. Um, he had, I'm not going to say what it was because my brother might be listening to the show, but I bought my brother something for, for his birthday coming up that he is going to effing Love, like it is fantastic. They sell dildos there. Uh, only prank ones, like not the real ones, the ones that you just prank people with. Okay, <laughs> like the, the ones in the can where you open it up and it just no, the ones with the suction cup because you're supposed to stick them to your car. 
Okay, like the gold Garfield. Yeah, that's uh, we actually Danny Depump. He that's we he thought that like the ones with the suction cup on it, like they're not real dildos. They're fake dildos. They're like prank dildos. <laughs> what he thought they were. No Depump. Those are real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys you got glass coffee table and you want to sit on it they're called handless <laughs> hand free just like your mobile devices um that's disgusting all right anyways so dildo it, on the go stick them to your car is <laughs> a, the mood. i don't think anybody would want us to advertise their business in the middle of that conversation right there <laughs> multiverse comics dildo on the go just, just stick it on your windshield, dear and Lord. Bang your Honda. Sorry, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Comic shops across the world. <laughs> Anyways, especially for all our South Carolina listeners, check it out. It's a nice little place. Um, so, if you're looking for cell phones, you're not going to find them there. But if you're on your way to Cellular Source, you may as well. Um, Stop at a uh, multiverse comics and come to find out cellular source was like on these, like it was like behind subway attached to the side of the building. It was like a real weird spot. You couldn't see it from one side of the road, like coming one direction on the road. So I pull in there. There's the sign on like their billboard, or whatever says it was there. And I go into this dude's shop and I'm like, Hey man, where's the cellular source at? And he tells me, and then he told me, he's like, dude, a lot of people come to my shop looking for cellular source, but stop here. Mm, well played (laughs) yeah (laughs) you you picked a good spot then um so anyways anyways i told him about the show and i told him i was gonna shout out to him just uh so like i said i got something really really cool uh for my for my brother and uh for his birthday coming up he's really gonna like it and the dude was uh i thought his stuff was priced really fair Uh, like i said he does he does the whole buy sell and trade so anybody who does that's cool with me um he was super pleasant and he gave my kids pokemon comics and that was really nice of him so, kids were super stoked about that. Oh, that's awesome. So, all right. Well, I think that's all the bull crap. Let's get into the good stuff. So, before we hit the topic of the week and all that garbage, I've got a little review to drop on our podcast listeners. All right. So, we were contacted um, by some uh, some really special people. All right. Real special people in our lives. Um, Cellucor Gaming uh, is what they're called. And Cellucor is a company that uh, makes pre-workouts uh, and proteins and all the different things we use for weightlifting. Uh, and so for years I've taken um, Cellucor products. Uh, I've used their pre-workouts, this their standard stuff. I've used their 50X um, pre-workouts. We've tried their C4 Ripped. And uh, recently they've come out with another brand of C4 um, called C4 Neuro. And I've tried their different flavors, their fruit punches. I've tried their um, Blue Raz. Uh, I want to say they have one, uh, they have an orange dream sickle or something like that. That's fantastic. That sounds uh, they're, they're 50X or whatever. But um, they, uh, the Cellucor Gaming hit us up and they said, hey, we found, you know what I'm saying, some of the stuff you guys done on YouTube, blah, 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 blah. Would you like to check out our C4 Neuro for review? And at when they when the, when they hit hit me up in the email, I didn't realize it was them. You know, I didn't realize it was Cellucor brand. Hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, the um, I didn't put two and two together. Cellucor Gaming and then Cellucor the you know what I'm saying the uh, supplement products. 
So they sent me the box. I open it up. It's got this awesome. Now I know for all you audio listeners, you can't see this, but I will be putting up a actual review on YouTube. But I got this nice Cellucor shaker. They sent me the C4 Neuro um, pre-workout powder, uh, and they sent me like a, C4, uh, a Cellucor uh, aminos, and they sent a like already pre-mixed like fruit punch C4 on the go. Um, really fantastic stuff. Uh, so of course the guys and I, we all work out, you know, a few times a week, bare minimum four times a week. So they sent me the stuff and I'm like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to try this out for our actual workout. I mean, it says pre-workout on there, but they're marketing it towards gamers right. with, you know, esports becoming so popular and you know, it's their C4 neuro. So they have something in there that's supposed to help you focus. And a lot of that stuff is gimmicky, you know? Sacrifice your health for fame. That's right. Um, so anyway, so we uh, we, we all, I passed it around, you know, to my right. workout crew. So me, the walking idea, uh, and, you know, Taname, uh, Hannah Montana, uh, and a couple other guys we work out with. So took two scoops of it, pounded it down 30 minutes for a workout, pounded it out during our workout. It was fantastic. It tastes amazing. Their blue raspberry is awesome fantastic um one of the things i look for in pre-workouts is something that doesn't have a nasty aftertaste you know like right. doesn't have like a bite yeah you know that blue raspberry mixes well that's another thing you gotta have pre-workout and protein powders and stuff that actually mix well doesn't get clumpy mm-hmm. isn't gritty in your teeth um but it mixes well it tastes great uh and it definitely there was there's a boost that was definitely a boost to it. So, uh, and somebody who like me who takes pre workout on a daily basis, you know, especially or I'll say weekly basis, right? Because um, we take you know, what I'm saying various pre workouts when we work out. Um, this stuff was really good, and the fact that it wasn't a lesser version of the products that I've experienced of theirs in the past, uh, highly recommend it. Like I said, there'll be a more proper YouTube. I'll put out a actual YouTube video on provinggamer.com of me showing off the product, breaking it down. Um, but I've taken it working out and I've taken it staying up and um, playing video games. Now, like I said, I played a little bit of Minecraft and a little bit of uh, um, whatchamacallit the other day. Quantum uh, Break. Quantum Break. Uh, and I took it last night before I painted. You know? I was in here just. You haven't slept a week. I haven't, I haven't slept a bit. Um, but it doesn't have like a crazy crash, you know? Like it doesn't, that's another thing that you have to look for. It's is, very important, yeah. Is that you can't, you know, like some of the pre workouts I've taken, and I'm not going to name any names, but like you'll, you'll get amped, you'll get jacked. And then when you, Beep. that stuff wears off, it's like I just hit a freaking yeah. bulldozer with my face. That, that pre workout I, I took when we were working out pretty heavily mm-hmm. a while back. Uh, God, it was over a year now. A long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, that stuff was good because it kept you energized for a long time. Yeah. So from from what it sounds like, this this stuff's yeah. so, pretty legit. Pretty now, good. you took it before the show. I did. What do you think? I did. Uh, I think it tastes great. Uh, obviously, because my cup's empty. But <laughs> I think it tastes great. Um, you know, I'm feeling energized, feeling, feeling you're, you're alert. Good. Yep. Well, I'm going to take some tonight uh, once we're done with the show before I try to – actually, I don't know. I might not do it tonight. I'm definitely going to take some tomorrow. Cause I want to do like an extended gaming marathon, like some, some hours beforehand. Uh, cause obviously they have the neuro and they're marketing it towards focus. Right. So tomorrow I'm going to be watching a lot of wrestling. Sounds like something we should invest in whenever we do extra life. Yeah, maybe. Pretty good idea. Um, 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna experiment with it a little bit longer before I do the actual you know the review proper for YouTube's. Maybe inject it in your veins. Directly. I'm gonna snort it. I'm gonna put a big line of it across the table. You should just take it straight to the head. Yeah, should keep you nice and alert for about 48 hours. <laughs> you know what? 48 hours of no sleep, being jacked and focused. I'm fine with that because uh, I would love to play more video games than I do. Yeah, there was a time where I used to do that, like all night. Just I mean, all I, I, night, I, I, know. I mean, let's let's be honest. I, I would start like in the afternoon and then <laughs> it'd go all night, <laughs> and like, like no, oh, this is great. This game's so good. Is that the sun? Yeah, <laughs> those those days are uh, tough now. Like I have like there's actually times now where I'm playing and like I'll fall asleep in my chair. You know? Oh, dude, I <laughs> I fall asleep faster playing games than I do. You know what I'm saying? Like hanging out with my wife watching crappy TV. It's your comfort zone. Man. It is. It's, it's like I get in that position, my hands get around that controller, mm. that sweet, sweet DualShock 4, mm. and it's like it rocks me to sleep. Like a little baby little baby pigeon. Yeah. I really like my uh, Xbox One um, Lunar White controller, the GameStop exclusive controller. It's got the uh, the really sweet grips on the back. It's got a little bit of yep. weight to it. I, I've noticed myself dozing off a time or two with that in my hands, too. Yeah, I'd fall asleep playing Xbox, too. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't have anything for just a tip this week because uh, you have to play games to come up with tips for games. Ah. And you have to buy games to talk about new games. And because I've been working so hard in this room, I have not experienced enough to bring forth a quality just the tip this week. And I haven't busted my backlog because I hadn't even touched it. One of these days we'll get back into games. It's going to happen. <laughs> Once this room's done, man, it's just like, it's crazy because, uh, you know, I told you guys when we were setting up in the den for a while there, I just like said, let's not do that anymore because you have to set up, break down. That's my, yeah. that's my wife's corner of the house. You know what I'm saying? Like this garage here slash studio. It's the man cave. Yeah. This is my dwelling place. Yeah. If I don't play games in here, I just don't get to play. Now, like right now, I got my PS4 hooked up to the TV over the fireplace. But what I have to do is, when my wife's at work and when she's like sleeping during the day and you know in her work cycle, I have to move an end table close to the fireplace. I have to stretch a HDMI cord to up the wall to the freaking thing, and then it looks like crap. And then, right, right, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then whenever you know, come Sunday night, I got to put it all back before I go to work Monday morning because she'll be, you know, saying back to being home for four days and. You know, I don't know. I just don't like to leave a mess for her. So it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes I just don't set it up. Like I, I say sometimes, since this room has been down, mm. I just don't set it up. Yeah, you know, I play my Vita a little bit, watch the yeah. TV. But I mean, sometimes it's good to, to take break from breaks from games. You're right? a liar. Well, I mean, you're a liar. No, I mean, no, not necessarily. Because like, I feel like I'm in that point now where like I would rather be binge watching a show than playing a game because like I finished Horizon so it's like you know I'm trying my hardest to get back into 15 I just can't do yeah, it yeah yeah and I'm like saying. I just kind of sit there and I'm like what am I playing you know and like I've, I'm revisiting Street Fighter Alpha 3 because it's one of my favorite fighters I just hooked up my PlayStation 1 and it's like a simple plug and play game you know and I was like I'm gonna play this I haven't played it in forever you know what so, if only the Resident Evil games were on sale right now and you could download them and play them on your PS3 and then hang out with your best friend talking about those. If only. If only. If only we had a book club going to where when you 
didn't necessarily know what you wanted to play. There was this game that this community was playing and investing in for the month. You could be like, huh, I don't really know what I want to play right now. But everyone's playing Resident Evil 2 alongside Daryl. I should probably jump into that. You know that? We could have some good conversation. Could. Huh. If only there was such a community that could do things like that. There is such a community. Not us, because we've dropped the ball twice now on our community game nights. You're right. We are horrible people. I do apologize for that, Kalai and Mark and um, anyone else who had said they wanted to play Killing Floor 2. I promise you I will play soon. My time is coming back. It's all coming back. All coming back to me now. I can see it. So My kids are still awake. I can hear them talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, go over. Hop over to Facebook. Go to search bar, type in Remember the Loop Podcast. Join our Facebook group. Um, there we have some pretty cool discussions. We have some pretty cool fans, a pretty cool community brewing there. Um, so be part of that. And um, we will we will set up a community game night soon. Um, it's it, going to happen. Even if even if like one of us doesn't own the game, like I don't own Killing Floor 2, I'll hop in there and, and chit-chat and we'll talk about games, yeah. why you you know, why you you guys kill each other. Well, the beauty of that week that we had picked, it was free for the week. Yeah. So everyone could have downloaded it and played alongside of us. Right. And it's six player co op, twelve player, you know what I'm saying, PvP. Right. And it's uh it's like Left for Dead. Uh, but 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 in the structure of Gears of War Horde. Oh, okay. Like so wave based bosses at the end. We need another Left for Dead. We have it. It's called Killing Floor Two. I'm not even kidding. There you go. It's so good. I'm completely down for that. It's actually better because it's just it's built to be that several years after Left 4 Dead. So it's good. It's a good game. Like I said, if you're listening to this, if you are a fan of the loot, and I promised you I'd play, I will play soon. I I literally almost did it last night instead of painting the the ceiling. We got to get a studio done, though. I got to, man. As soon as we we get a studio done, we can put out more stuff for you guys. We can freaking live stream our stuff again. We can actually, like... Mm -hmm stretch our legs all four of us don't have to be on one side of that stupid table we can actually do our just dance episode it will be possible now i don't know if it'll be good or fun with a small small donation of course yeah and if you follow us on if you go uh, sign up for our patreon and you hit the uh monthly empty my wallet tier then (laughs) (laughs) we'll dance for you (laughs) that actually if you think about it we could make a tier on a on a Patreon that's like really high up there to where like if people actually wanted us to dance that bad, it'd be worth it. Yeah. Hmm. 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 So be a Patriot and sign up for Patreon because <laughs> nothing spells Patriot like Patriot. <laughs> we don't even have one. It's just, we it's don't, just we don't have one. Food for really thought. But if we had one, if we had one, would you would you give us your money? <laughs> if we had one, I would give us my money. You've For example, it. if we had a Patreon and we actually had like a special bonus episode every month that you could only get for being on Patreon, I'd pay for that. I'd pay for that too. If we had a certain tier to where like, I don't know, mm-hmm. Tanner had to play games with people with a camera on. His privates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> $20 a month helps us get uh, okay. co-hosts that show up. <laughs> I know, right? 
Suck just a kidding. Butt. Just kidding. We love y'all, even if y'all touch buttholes. Yeah. But not for sexual reasons, just for curiosity purposes. Right. Just for experimentation. Just want to uh, put a little pressure on there and see what happens. You know, <laughs> you know what? Sweet. <laughs> I can't tell anyone I know to listen to this show because <laughs> it's like. You know what that means. You got to worry about like, oh, that you time. Did, you did, you Name one person you can't tell about the show. I probably can't tell my new my new best friend from from soccer. I totally could. Give <laughs> me forty year old that plays Resident Evil. Yeah, but for not all forty year olds that play Resident Evil want to hear about their podcast the butthole touching their butt <laughs> about the pulsating butthole buttholes. Yeah, or the yeah the prank adult toys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you so afraid of, Daryl? Are <laughs> you afraid of people will judge you? <laughs> oh god uh, sometimes i sit back and i listen back to our episodes and i go oh man what were we thinking we weren't like there might be another podcast out there with with co-hosts that don't listen to our show that want to criticize us for just the titles what yeah, if we offended them what if we <laughs> what if we stop talking about macaroni and cheese sex <laughs> Daryl, you, you need to quit uh, being so infantile right uh, now. I know you should. You should have voted for Hillary. You know what? Everything, you know, everything would be better if you would have voted for Hillary. You know what we need in our life for real? A World War II Call of Duty. I like that segue, but I'm not done making fun of this person. I <laughs> <laughs> can't do this. He's not going to listen because he's a turd. He's too busy moaning and groping, 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 groaning. He's too busy crying that Hillary lost. Groaning. Hillary. Groaning, groaning warriors. I'm not in love with you. <laughs> not. Not. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yes, World War II Call of Duty. Let's have that. I'm really excited about this, actually. And sexually or actually? S- both. The way you said it, it just kind of like flowed off the tongue. Sexually. Sexually. That's a new word. I'm sexually excited about this. Yep. Um, I'm... So ready for them to revisit World War II. But what I do not want them to do, and I think it might go down this route, is be a... Alternate universe? Yeah. Like a science fiction... Nah, nah. It's um, it's Sledgehammer. They're... Uh, well, they're going to be a... Bum, bum. I don't think they're going to do that. I think, um, I think Sledgehammer really cu- cut their teeth. Sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> they really cut their teeth with Advanced Warfare. Okay. Um, old Kevin Spacey. What if they had Kevin Spacey in World War Two? As General Patton. Dude, that'd be sick. No, I'm I'm really, really excited about this because like I think back at all the fun that like as much fun as I had with like Medal of Honor and Call of Duty Two, whenever they would visit places like you know, like you'd storm Omaha Beach or you'd go to like Boston for like the Battle of the Bulge yeah. and like. Uh, multiplayer maps like carry <laughs> battle of the bulge, uh, <laughs> bulge. <laughs> infantile <laughs> macaroni <laughs> like I don't even listen to your show but I just know it sucks from the song from the titles <laughs> you know what <laughs> this title of this episode is going to be dedicated to you the fans <laughs> listen to our our shows why are you week. so infantile I don't know Remember the loot episode seventy three? Why are you so offended? You PC bro. You P- you PC bro. So Call of Duty. 
Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited about this. I hope that, like I said, I hope that it's, you know, like genuine to the his- the history that is World War II. You know, like I hope that it's, I just want it to be like that gritty, raw experience. You know, yeah. like these latest Call of Duties, you know, as, as good as they may be, you know, I feel like have gotten so arcadey, you know, to the point where it's like. I don't want no freaking simulator. Oh, no, not like that. Forza of Duty? (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, nothing like that, but like, you know, like, it could still be fast-paced and fun, but like, I don't want want running on walls, you know, like, nothing like that. I want... You don't think anybody ever ran up a wall in World War II? Or like, maybe did like the whole up and over and just... (laughs) I don't... Like one foot parkour? I mean, they jumped out of planes. Does that count? I mean, uh, I... Mm, what I want, I'm trying to keep it the jokes out as little as much as possible. I want a full recreation of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That saving uh, Private Ryan, Private saving Ryan. Ryan's privates. I'm trying to not to say that. <laughs> that was so hard. For that me was not really to tough because I'm like, gotta say it, infantile, infantile. I have to make my jokes. Um. I have to make the wiener jokes. <laughs> Shaving Ryan's privates there, I did it. <laughs> oh, no, nah, I, I want that, like a full, like modern, like like with modern graphics, modern gameplay, mm-hmm. like a full re- recreation of that. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. I mean, that or, you know, Ghost 2. I'm not hard to please. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it actually it takes place in World War Two. But you play as the ghosts. The, dude, okay. So the ghosts were first formed. So we're setting the room up, right? You got here as I had just finished building all the units. <laughs> I grabbed the monitors, put throw the TVs over there, a couple Resident Evil things, and my Call of Duty steelbook. My Call of Duty Ghost steelbook. Like, there's like 10 items that are Stare put at me. up. And it's like, <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> it's like, uh, like, if you look right now, okay, listen, lean in with me, listeners. All right, so you're in our studio, okay? The walls are gray. The ceiling is dark gray. I got these bright white, really nice cube units. Uh, on top of them are some uh, some some 32 inch uh, HD TVs. In the very center is my uh, some of my most prized Resident Evil collections. My uh, play, uh, Resident Evil Two, or excuse me, Resident Evil Four PlayStation Two chainsaw controller. Uh, my Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Music Box Special Edition. The worst ergonomically sound control, might I add. But it was cool as free, though. It looks really cool. <laughs> I've it's got a Resident Evil 5 uh, Limited Edition Laser Cell. A laptop uh, wrapped in the blueprints of Resident Evil 1's mansion. No one else has that in the world. Nobody does. That's completely original. I made that. Um, I've got the pop vinyls from Resident Evil. I've got Duke Nukem Forever Special Edition sitting out. And then Call of Duty Ghost Steelbook, the hardened edition. Stare me right in the face. That is... That's actually a really cool steelbook. It is. It's a really cool game, too. We should should play together sometime. We should. Play Extinction Mode. Like real friends. Yeah. The thing is, these are are just a few of my favorite things. Yeah, I noticed. Resident Evil, Call of Duty Ghost, Duke Nukem. The dude. The dude. That's like literally that's me in a nutshell right there. Yeah. So I'm ready for that series to revisit World War Two. Um so I uh, will just have to sit back and wait for them to announce more. Uh 
really interested to see what campaigns they follow, you know, because Call of Duty's always done a great job in the past of following, like, well, at least in the old Call of Duties, they like the originals. They would, yeah, they would do, like, the American campaign jump and, then the, and then the Russian campaign. Jump around. Jump, yeah. up, jump up and get down. Jump, jump, jump. jump. Or you'd, like, do the uh, British Red Devils, you know, stuff like yeah. that. So I, I'm really interested to see where they go with this you one. You think they'll stick with, like, a main one, main, main protagonist? You think they'll jump around, like, old school? They might. So, hmm. I might. That'd be huh. cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna pre-order it. I'm gonna do the whole Steelbook edition. Yeah, you know, they leaked the Steelbook and everything. They were like with that one hundred fifty dollar, oh. however much. Yeah, you know me. I'll do it. I didn't do it last time. I had last two times actually. Last two Call of Duty's I haven't bought their Steelbook versions, so I don't have those. I've got the other ones, like Call of Duty Ghost, for example. Advanced Warfare's got a really cool steelbook too. Yeah, steelbooks are awesome, dude. That I don't wa- think I've ever seen a steelbook that wasn't cool looking. Eh, I got a couple. That one you got me yesterday is really cool. Yeah. Speaking of shout out for you, uh, you stumbled across the Dead Island Riptide steelbook. That's really cool. And I didn't have that one. Dollar seventy five at Goodwill. That was with awesome. Without the game, <laughs> but that's okay. I got the game, so I got the yeah. game on. Might- I've got the game on PS3, and I've got the uh, definitive edition on PS4. My wife, uh, I actually opened it up, was kind of checking out the inside, and my wife's like, "Oh, that sucks! They didn't have the game in there." And I was like, "Yeah, no, it's just the case." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Wait, you're just buying him the case?" I was like, "Yeah, he collects these." Yep. <laughs> now, like I said, I've got a couple that I don't own the games for, but I have the majority of them. I have mm-hmm. the games, uh, or like I had a guy at the flea market for a while who would get steel books and sell them to me, and. You know, usually I had the I'd pick out the ones that I had the games for, but I didn't have the steelbook. So awesome! If yeah. you collect steelbooks, uh, send us an email. Show send us your uh, show us your collection. Yeah, show us your collection. You do so on Facebook. Like I said, go to the search bar. Remember the loot podcast. You can go to our Twitter at Remember the Loot, or email us Remember the Loot at ProvingGamer dot com. That'd be sick. Send us pics of your steelbook collection. I'm at thirty four. Ish. I don't think I own a single still book. You do. I gave you that uh, Gears of War one. Yes. Yes. That well, be- I was thinking PS4, but yeah. Yeah. Remember though, like the whole the whole story. Of yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sad day for you know. Of, yeah, that. of course I remember. I still hold a grudge. World of Warcraft. <laughs> Every time I hear "Wow," I cringe, and I think of that story, and I die a little inside. So our topic of the of this week. Top of the week. Week, week, week. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Still trying to figure that one out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need a cool name for our topic of the week segment. So if you're listening, send us suggestions. Week, week, week. No infantile suggestions, though. All right. So that would be number 35. So this week's macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take it away, Daryl. Uh, all right. So take this away from me. <laughs> Uh, like you pointed out earlier, um, since it is the weekend week, 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 <laughs> of, uh, of the Hall of Fame, uh, I saw an article where the uh, Strong Museum, is that correct? Am I saying that correctly? Am I, am, I, am I being too infantile? Yeah, the Strong Museum has announced the nominees for the induction into its World Video Game Hall of Fame class for 2017. Um, and they listed 12 well-known and very influential titles. Um, starting off with Donkey Kong, Final Fantasy VII, Halo Combat Evolved, Windows Solitaire, Mortal Kombat, Myst, Pokemon Red and Green, 
Portal, Resident Evil, Street Fighter 2, Tomb Raider, and Wii Sports. This is the third wave of inductees following the rounds of 2015-2016. Now, I'm not exactly sure how they do their breakdown, if they have a cabinet of people that vote or if they open up to the community. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, and I've said before, like, I hate lists like this because there's so many good games. You can't yep. choose from them. Yep, which is why we're making the list. Yeah, like you told me to choose 10 games. I'm pretty sure I did 12. That's okay. I didn't even write mine in there. I was going to totally surprise you. I thought about I thought about taking my list, taking your list, and then we compare and see if there's a definitive list between us. Maybe, maybe make a list in the group. I'm making a list. Checking it twice. Going to find out. Who's inventile or not? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I did that. So. Stole that. So why don't you break down your list and then explain to us why you chose those games? Oh, this is a tough one. Or do you want to do one and you want to, you do one, I do one, you do one, I do one? Um, yeah, we can do that. Uh, okay. Starting off, I'd say Final Fantasy VII. Um. You know, I've said this many times. I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan, but there are select Final Fantasies I really enjoy. Uh, I just recently beat Final Fantasy VII. I feel like it's a very important game to the industry, especially during the PS1 era. Really, um, in my personal opinion, really helped bridge that gap between like Japanese and American gamers. You know, to show them like. Uh, I guess how awesome JRPGs yeah. are really. I mean, like in the most basic elementary way I can explain it. Um, you know, the, the it was a big deal when it came out, you know, uh, everything from the graphics at the time, you know, the music, the combat, the characters, you know, the characters are, are still to this day. I, I, I feel like, you know, Hale does the best in the series. I would agree with that, you know, because what do you think outside of seven, you know, like some of, a lot of the characters just aren't, aren't really good. Other than maybe like six, six had pretty good characters. Uh, maybe some, maybe um, some of the older ones too. You know. Yeah. But I feel like like the ones in the later installments. You know, like thirteen personally, I think had the worst characters. Like you had the the lightning and all that stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. lightning was, I guess, okay. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, they just weren't memorable. You know, like you you'd have lightning, right? And she looked really, really ba at times. And then you had like that weird dude with the. The army jacket on the fro and you're like who's this guy you know like and, and there were times where like they forced you to use these characters and it's like god this is, this is awful um so yeah seven obviously you know it's, it's a great game it's a great story um um so i feel like it, it being a very influential game um and the way it was introduced to america i think was was great so um that's why i put that on there so. absolutely good choice um, I also went with Resident Evil. Um, Resident Evil Two would be my definitive game if I had to pick one out of the franchise. As yeah. far as like, I, I was gonna put two, but I was like, well, Daryl's gonna put two. So, I, <clears throat> plus I think four was special in its own right. But yeah, I put um, my I put Resident, and this is in no order. I'm just going down the list. Yeah. Right. Um, I put Resident Evil. Uh, would be a game that deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. Even though Resident Evil 2, in my opinion, was better, it took what was good about 1 and made it better and then did some really interesting things with storytelling. Resident Evil 1 changed horror, changed. Mm -hmm. It, it, it you know, really started the survival horror. Uh, it is a very iconic game. And even though the HD remake, or, you know, remake on 
you know, later on the GameCube and it later came to all the other consoles, mm-hmm. was the defense, like the, the, it's probably the best Resident Evil game, like what, out of the essence of Resident Evil, like what makes Resident Evil what it is. Um, but Resident Evil just started something new. And from there, you got your Silent Hills, you got your Dead Space, you got your, um, you know, Evil Within, like you got, uh, the, I think the, um, Alone in the Dark on PS1 came out before. I think it came out maybe after or right around the time of uh, Resident Evil. I don't, I don't remember, and I'm not looking it up, so I could be wrong. Uh, but either way, that revolutionized survival horror and just really changed. It really really showed you what horror could be mm-hmm. in, in games. Um, so huge fan, obviously, you know, I can't talk about Resident Evil enough, but I feel like if there was a list and I was on it or, you know, a part of it to make the hall of fame, I think mm-hmm. Resident Evil. You know. Yeah. And, and I put Resident Evil 4 simply because like, you know, there, there was a time where like we were kind of tired of the control, yep. like the tank controls yep. and we were like, this is cool, but this series could be so much better if done if it if they just change something about it, I don't know what it is, but if they change one thing about it, and of course that would obviously be the over-the-shoulder cameras and you know, like they kept a lot of the things that made Resident Evil great, yeah, but then added like the better controls. Yes. Um, but not only that, like the game itself was great, the bosses were great, the atmosphere, the music, the you know, just everything. Yep. Um, the characters. Uh. And I've said this often too, you know, and I'll say it again. Like, before there was Last of Us, I feel like there was Resident Evil 4. Like, that, when that game came out, that was yep. the game everyone was like, this game's legit. It's good. Everyone needs to play this game, you know? Like, it's winning awards. It's yep. it's great. Like, and it changed third person shooters in general. Right. You know? Like, even Cliffy B says the reason why they did what they did with Gears is because mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4. Yeah. So, it was a special game. Yeah, it really was. And that was a game that uh, I lost a lot of my life to. So. Yeah, I've beat that game on like every yeah. system. Well, um, my next one would be Final Fantasy VII. You know, like you said, uh, Final Fantasy VII. I won't say too much more about it just because you talked so much about it. But uh, great game. That was probably the biggest RPG I had ever played at the time when it came mm-hmm. out, and it was the first one I ever finished. Uh, so definitively, as far as RPGs go, that is the one that opened me up to the series and since that game I don't necessarily know that I've ever f- I won't say I won't say it's the best one I ever played but no, no other RPG um really stuck with me like that one there's some that I like better like I have one on my list yeah that I like better but I'll never forget my experience of Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. so it's one of those games that mm-hmm. my son and I started it together before he could read real good. And now that he's like really good at reading, I would, I'm, I really want to start it over and like, yeah, you know, cause then he, cause with an RPG like that, you have to be able to read to mm-hmm. experience the game. And like the dialogue in the game is not very advanced. Like yeah. going back, like it was very, you know, even the game, was the game rated T? Like I, I think it's rated I, T. I don't even remember. Like, going back and like reading some of the dialogue in the game, like it's very like basic, you yep. know? And I don't know if that's just like, just how it was translated to English to make it easier for us yeah. to read, you know? But like I've, you know, like a lot of the games they make now with text, like it's, it's you know, they're using big words yep. and it's very complex yep. and, 
you know. So, so. that is another thing that's like it's easy to relate to that game, you know. Like it's yep. just it's simple, but complex at the same time. Yep, it's a good one. Uh, my next one, I, I didn't really want to put two JRPGs on here, but I had to do it, and and you know this is just maybe slightly biased to me, but I had to put Chrono Trigger on here simply b- simply because like. If there was a game that you could say, what's well, a JRPG? It's one of a kind. There's nothing like it. It's Chrono Trigger. You know, um, there's been games come out that has tried it, has tried to like copy it. It's just even the sequel, Chrono Cross, which there are people out there that like it. I think that game was dick. <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't like that game at all. <laughs> like going from the epic game that Chrono Trigger was, trying to Cross, I was like, yes, yes, not really good. And everyone who's actually finished Cross say that, oh well, you you gotta. Uh, you know, after like the first twenty five hours, it gets really good. Like you shouldn't no, have to play a game no, for twenty five no. hours for it to get good. You know, like Chrono Trigger is good from the start. You know, yep. like that game, like you have that small uh, part in the beginning of the game where you go to the you go to the fair and you meet Meryl, who ends up being the princess, which you find that out later. Spoiler alert! Oh, it got me. And then, uh, and then like you know, this thing happens, that thing happens, and boom, you're instantly you're transported. You know, six hundred. PC or whatever, like in the past, and yep. then the game just kicks off, you know, like, and it gets better and better and better. Um, the combat system is unrivaled, like the 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 fact that you could do like the um, team attacks and stuff is just awesome. Uh, you can literally, like, the game has twelve different endings, a thirteen special ending on the new game plus, but like you can literally play that game every time with a different party, and it would be something different about the game. Um. My problem when I play the game, though, is I love Chrono Frog and uh, Magus so much. Magus, Magus. I don't. I always say Magus. Yeah. He's like the wizard dude. Um, who's just, he's technically like a secret character. Well, like, technically, technically, he uh, and he's a cool character too. Because like you fight him in the game, and then later you can choose to have him on the party or just completely like write him off, and uh, he'll never be a party party. A pool party. Yes. <laughs> sorry <laughs> um like you can beat that game without the main protagonist you can uh you have like side quests in the game like it was, it's one of the first games i can think of playing that actually had side quests that were completely optional um that you you know you go do these different side quests and you get these special items or whatever that help you on, on you know along your quest or whatever uh it's it's a game about time travel. I mean, who doesn't like that? You know, like I've I'm huge into time travel stuff. You know, you would like Quantum Break then, if you like time travel, like legit. If that that interests you, their take on it is really good. Like, yeah, and your time powers are cool. Like that. That's the thing. Like the premise of the story and the actors that they use. Cause they use like like really good actors. Right. Like Iceman. Um, like it's. There's so much to like about it. It's mm-hmm. just the kind of the moment to moment gameplay is not that great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. I'm trying to no, that's fine. I'm trying to sell you on a uh, you know, quantum break yeah. or anything. But. <laughs> I'm trying to say I'll sell it to you for twenty dollars. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean uh, artwork done by Kiri Toriyama, the great Toriyama, the one that uh, did Dragon Ball Z and um he actually does the artwork for a lot of the Dragon Quest games. So Ooh. that's his handiwork. Um Funny little story real quick. Sorry. I know I'm tearing you apart. Sorry. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah. Uh, I went with my kids to Menchie's, get Froyo today. 
mm-hmm. and the, all the Froyo cups were Dragon Quest builders. It just says. No way. Yeah, just like they were Dragon Quest builder cups. That's really cool. And it just got a little Minchie logo on the bottom. I'm like, yeah. That's, that was awesome. It was really yeah. Cool. My um my wife's been playing that game. She really likes it. So, so yeah, that's, um you know, it, 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 I think this year is like the 22nd anniversary of the game. And there's been rumors of them maybe mm-hmm. w- wanting to re-release it as like an HD remake. Oh, dude. With trophies? I'd buy it. I would too. I don't know that I'd finish it because I didn't finish seven again with trophies. Yeah. But uh, maybe one day. That's one of those things where there's there's not a list. The list has not been created, but there's a list of games that I want to go through with my son and then I go back through with my daughter. And then when Pax isn't, isn't a mean little turd and he grows up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So my next one was kind of tough, uh, but I chose Gears of War. Um, and now my list is going to be really catered to my favorite games. Um, that's, I mean, and I know it's a very Ge- influential game too. Yeah. I know Gears of War gets the whole, Oh, it's a bro shooter, but there's so much more to Gears. Mm-hmm. Ugh, there's so much more to Gears right. than bro. You know what I'm saying? And like that story is really well told. Those games are fantastic. Um, and Gears of War was the first game on the Xbox 360 that really grabbed me. Like, this is this is the place to play. Um, I own 360 games. I got a 360 when it first came out. You know, I got, like I said, I got one of the ones that uh, you won under the Mountain Dew cap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ended, I got, like, <clears throat> a handful of games when it first launched. None of them were great. Uh, a Condemned was pretty good. But and that was the thing. Once once I played through Condemned, I was like, whatever. Two thousand seven is when I when Gears came out, and of course SmackDown vs Raw two thousand seven was really good. Um, and that's when I really started to to dig into the console and become and like play and play. And that's when me, you, and my brother would play mm-hmm. online and we'd do stuff. So Gears of War uh, was the game that. I don't know. I just think about that game. When I think about the 360, I think about Gears. Uh, I think about how, that was a good third-person shooter. Yeah. It was a fun third-person shooter. It was a gory, gritty, uh, you know, a good story. Um, you know. Yeah. It was just, I liked it. And the it, the and combat it, options they gave you were great. Were great. Because it's like, you're not just going to shoot this person. Like, you can shoot them, run up to them, curb stomp them, chainsaw yeah. them, shoot them with a torque bow which is like one of the coolest freaking yeah, weapons, coolest weapons ever yeah <laughs> hammer dawn was cool hammer dawn the berserker man that berserker comes at you and like freaks out mm-hmm. like the game had really awesome set pieces fantastic graphics and amazing sound design yeah that is one of the games that having a big surround sound system and living out in bfe where i used to live i would crank that soldier boy and freaking woo. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Speaking of artists that will never come back. Oh. Um. Next, I, I chose Super Mario Bros. Three. Okay. Uh, I feel like you know Mario's always been like the king of platformers. You know. Uh, I, I I really wanted to put at least one platformer on here. Um, and I was kind of, I mean, realistically, I, I should put Mega Man Two on here. You know, but when it comes to like just sheer t- uh, 2D 8-bit platformers I'd have to say that uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 because it's like you know 
uh, one and two, one and two were good. You know, like they'll they'll always hold a special place in gamers' hearts. But I think three is where it really like okay, we're going to kick this up to eleven. And you had you know every world was different. You know, you had the uh, fish world sort of dick. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But you had like the ice world. You had the desert world. And like I think Super Mario Bros. Three really set the stage for like. You know what we would see in games today, yeah. Oh, yeah. like with the different, with, with like the different biomes and stuff. Like, you know, Ice World, Water World, uh, Big World is, is still my favorite. I think it's World Four, where like you like the giant turtles and the giant goombas yep. and stuff. Like that's so cool, you know, like so original. All um, those secrets in that game too, where you yeah. could get behind stuff, the and, flute, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, all the different items you can get, uh, a bunch of secret items in the game, the freaking right raccoon now. tail. Yeah, like this stuff's so cool, and. uh and that game's still great today. Like, you know, and there's a reason why games like that are on not just our list, but a lot yeah. of a lot of people's list. Um, in fact, uh, I was hanging out with my uncle the other weekend, and we were playing some retro games, and we actually looked up just for for snits and giggles. We looked up, um, you know, the top NES games of all time. You know, like just I can't remember. I think it was maybe Games Radar or something. I, I can't remember exactly whose list it was, but. They had Super Mario Bros. on there as their number one NES game of all time. Yeah, actually, I think all the big sites have that as number yeah, one. Yeah, and game. it's there's a lot of good games on the NES. Like looking at it, you know, you had all the Mega Man's, the Zelda's, the Star Tropics, Kirby, Contra, Con, yes, Contra. Um, Speaking of Bros, yeah, the original Bro Shooter. Yep. Yes, Super C. I played that Super another C weekend is too. So good. It's so good. Um. So yeah, I mean it's it's a great game, and I really think it set the stage for what a platformer should be. You know. Yep, I agree with you. I'm I've always said I'm not a platformer fan, and I remember having such a love hate relationship with Super Mario Three. <laughs> yeah, I remember like I didn't have many games back then, and I would play that game all the time, and I hated it, but I loved it. <laughs> so, <laughs> my next one is, um. I would probably be one of the only people in the world championing this to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve is such a fantastic game. I really feel like that game flew under the radar, though. It came out at a time where RPGs following Final Fantasy VII were big and Survival Horror was big following Resident Evil. And this married the two. Yeah, and I think Parasite Eve Two is probably the better game, but Parasite Eve, like, I freaking loved it. Turn-based RPG, but it was you know when you got into battle. But good lord, it was so freaking cool, and that game had a really awesome soundtrack, uh, really good turn-based systems, nothing too complicated. It it reminded me a lot of um, Final Fantasy Seven. And it might just be that I remember playing the two, you know what I'm saying, almost in tandem at that at that, at that, at that time. Right. Uh, but I would love remakes of the Parasite Eve uh, series, HD ports, freaking whatever. PS1 Classic. I mean, I've got it on PS1 Classics. I've got it on my Vita, and I've got it on my PS TV, and I love those games. The enemy types were great. The story was great. Aya was a great character. Um, the weird opera stuff that they when the when when Eve took over. I mean, it was yeah. It was one of those games that has stuck with me my entire life, and 
I don't necessarily know that a lot of people played them, and whether yeah. they did or didn't, um, they're just that game. There's so many games like that on PS One. It's like it, that was that PlayStation One just Parasite, e, Parasite Eve, Einhander, um, Saga Frontier. Even though Saga Frontier was okay, like they were pretty neat, but like not a lot of people played them. Like they're like either you got your hands on it and played it, or you just didn't. Yep. Like, Parasite, Good luck finding it now. I don't even know how we got that game. Like I don't know. Like I don't have a clue how yeah. we got Parasite Eve. But I just remember my brother and I playing it and playing it and playing it. It was like two discs, three discs, something like that. Just played the yeah. fool out of that game. Secret of Man is another one. That was a good one. And uh, they're supposed to be bringing them back. They're talking about bringing them back for the Switch. I think I think it's going to be a Japan-only release. And then we might end up getting it But there's it no later. region lock, so if you can read Japanese, you can play it. <laughs> you guys got a lot of reading, so have fun with that. Yep. So what you got? Minecraft. Mm. Have to put it on there. I mean, it's broke so many records. I, I yeah. believe it's the first game... I think it's the actually the first game to beat Tetris record yep. for the yep. most Best selling game. Of and all then time. I think GTA Five is it's, close. it's in the ballpark, but I think it's got long still got a long ways to go. So so GTA Five is like second, would say. Uh, I mean, we could probably look it up, but I'm not going to at the moment. I know Minecraft is the best-selling game of all time. Tetris being the next. Okay. And I think that uh, it's crazy that Tetris is still yeah. top. Well, I mean, you know, everybody in their everybody everybody in their grandmother, yeah. Uh, I think that GTA Five is up there, but I don't know that it sold more than Mario yet. It's sold a lot, though. <laughs> it is. Uh, I heard some numbers the other day. It's sold like seventy-five million 75 copies. Million. Or yeah, like. it's probably more than that since we've heard. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm, I'm kind of in the market to buy a copy of it too soon. Yeah. I mean, I own it on Xbox One, but I want to play it on PS4. I mean, that's the place to play. Yeah. Yeah, so the um, definitive place to play. Yeah. Um. The yeah, Minecraft. I mean, it's. It's a good game. It's a great game. It's uh really took sandbox to a whole new level. Um, the fact that it's just this small little team, people made this game and it, it became yep. what it is, you know. And like, it's it's really enjoyable, you know. Like it it's really one is. of those games. Like when you first look at it, you're like, I will never play this game. Like, uh, I and I was that. one of those people. I was like, <laughs> I, I will I won't touch this game with a ten foot pole. I had some buddies that came out on 360. I had some buddies that were like, Hey, you should play Minecraft with us. It's great. And I was like, Are you serious? Like, I don't. No, yep. I was like, that and, game looks terrible. And it was only twenty bucks. And at the time, I was really big into like playing multiplayer games with my friends and stuff. So I was like, "What the hey?" I bought it. Absolutely loved it. Had yep. so much fun with it. Um, just you know, it's a big learning curve, especially now because there's they've added so much since the game first came out. Oh, but yeah. but the game is just really neat, a lot of fun, you know, and um, definitely something you can get sucked into. And I, I would say, you know, just. Just for the fact that it's it's uh, it's ugly, but it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's intentionally ugly though. Yeah. Um. I, I like I said, I played Minecraft with my son Tuesday night. It's um, ugly, but it's charming. It is. It is. And the t- different texture packs change everything. Yeah. And th- that's something you know we we talked about. You know how and everyone argues this. Like, what makes this game better than this game? What? Why is this game? If this game has it has the the total package. What's it missing? Why isn't Why isn't this game clicking? And I feel like a lot of games just missing that charm, yep. you know. And I feel like that's why a lot of people like, or or, or a lot of people uh, generally tend to fall in love with games like Zelda because they're just so charming. And you know, there's just some, there, there's always that element of charm, you know. And, and Minecraft has that yeah. tenfold, which makes it great. So, 
Sorry, we're recording real late. Um, I like Minecraft a lot. Um, and it was so funny because last night when you came by, my son and my daughter come running around like talking about that little pizzeria they built. So, yeah. Uh, the fact that you can do anything, and they will. It's, uh, it's pretty pretty fantastic. Next on my list would be Halo 2. Oh, yeah. Now, Halo, I agree, should it, it is the where it started. Showing that you could do first-person shooters on console and do them well. But Halo 2 introduced the multiplayer. Halo 2 changed gaming mm-hmm. as we knew it. It took... It was a fantastic campaign, fantastic first-person shooter, and introduced online multiplayer. So good. Land parties. Land parties. parties. XP Connect. Xbox Live. Like and when we played Halo Two, we we didn't just say, "Hey, you can come and play Halo Combat Evolved." No, we were like Halo Two. Halo Two, and and everyone has the Halo story. Everyone does. Yeah. Um. Every if you listen to any podcast where they talk about Halo Two. Everyone talks about their Halo 2 parties. Uh, and I, I've i told stories on the show before. My friends and I lost a lot of our life to Halo 2. So, yeah, I won't go. I mean, there's really not a ton to even else to say about it other than it was a, it played like a dream. Mm. It was a took a proof of concept and made it a phenomenon. And... It, at the time when it came out, outsold every single electronic device, every single digital media, anything like, or, you know, physical media, that, anything in the entertainment industry, it outsold it. And it started, it put gaming on the map in such a big way. Yeah. So, Halo it's 2 good. was fantastic. I think some of my most fondest memories was playing Halo 2. Uh, my grandfather has a, uh, as a shed, which he still has. They cleaned it out. It's like a little exercise room for my grandma now. But uh, we had TV set up, and, uh, like, we'd have four people on one TV, like this big, like, 32-inch two TVs. So we'd have them set up, and uh, we had so much fun, man. Uh, uh, Shout-out to FC, oh, Chris Chris McElroy. God, I my freaking phone. Don't you love that? Don't you love it when it just splooges all over your phone? But a shout out to FC. I remember one night we were hanging out having a Halo party, and like to kick it off was one of the the funniest things, one of the funniest inside jokes that ever came about. Um, Did he pack a lunch? He, oh my <laughs> gosh, that's the story we need to tell one baseball. Night. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell that story one day. <laughs> I have to ask him first. Like, hey, you, you mind for telling the story? Yeah, um, but one of the funniest things, yeah, David had actually gotten there before me, and they were chilling in the shed waiting for me to get there, and. uh uh, I can't remember what I was doing. I, I uh, took my girl, my girlfriend home or something. But chilling in the tool shed, Netflix and chill. Before there was a Netflix, <laughs> so all you could do is chill. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I get there and uh, my grandmother, uh, she had gotten a bad car accident years ago, so she had just a wheelchair and she ended up keeping it and she's had it for for years. Uh, I'm not sure she still has it. She she might have gotten rid of it already, but uh, at the time they had it in there. And I come rolling up in the shed, and FC's sitting in the wheelchair. <laughs> and as soon as I walk in, he spins the chair around. He's like, Wolverine. <laughs> and that was like, it, I know you're listening. You're probably like, oh, what a dork. But like. In the moment. In the fun. moment, you know, and like you, you create these inside jokes with your friends. Like, it was great, you know. Like, so kicked off the night with like one of the funniest inside jokes in a long time. And then we played Halo all night. When loved this giant lamp party it was great. Yep. Um, so yeah, definitely, I agree with that. Dude, Halo two. 
We um we would go to my buddy Luke's house. Shout out Tex Longhorn, which is right down the road from where I live now, like like literally two streets over. And uh, he lived in this uh, addition they built onto a garage um, outside of his parents' house. And um, so what he would do is he would, he had his modded Xbox. We would do the LAN parties hit his house. He had a couple computer desks in there. Yeah. And at the time we didn't have these little we didn't have monitors we didn't have HD TVs everybody used tube TVs. So he had like a big old 32 inch tube TV. And my wife who was my girlfriend at the time. Uh, she and her room had this 13 inch little tube TV and her room was like as long as the studio, right? Mm-hmm. She had this little day bed and this tiny 13 inch TV on the top of her entertain or her mm-hmm. dresser. And so when I'd go over there, I'd like, I'd be like, babe, how you can't even see that. But she didn't know any different. Didn't care. That's all she ever had. Mm-hmm. So I go and I buy her like a 27 inch tube TV with my hustle money. And I put like 100, that 100 pounds. Yeah. Oh, dude, this thing was so heavy. <laughs> God. Um, but I put that in her. We might actually. I might have some pictures around here because it it went to her dorm too. Like, yeah. I mean, she it went with her for years. Um, but I bought her that and put it in there. And I said, let me have this little tube TV. So I kept it, and I I went to Luke's house and I set it on one of his computer desks. One of my other buddies set his on there. He had a little 13 inch. So we would bring our Xboxes over there and just plug into these TVs that we had, and we would all link up in his, uh, you know, system link in his house. Right. And do these land parties, dude. We would do this several nights a week, and I've told the stories in the past of us calling each other out of work, <laughs> like doing really awful things, saying things you would never. It was it was awful. We just like. We were pretending to be family members because there was accidents or people were sick or hurt. And oh, like we would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 bad stuff like that. We should have never done that. Never done that. No, not condoning that at all. But at the time, it was like, bro, you got work tonight? Freak that! I'll call up there as your uncle, Uncle Ricky. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hey, will you tell such and such? We so I got a car accident to come home. Like, bad that's the third like. car accident this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad news. So, um. What you got next? Okay, uh, let's see here. So I, we're actually we're, as we're recording this, we're actually getting questions in. So, oh really? We really appreciate you guys sending questions in to us. Um, you can send us messages. You can uh, post it on the Facebook threads. You can email us at memberlooprovinggamer.com. Whatever floats your boat. Um, we'll, but we'll get to your questions here in a little bit. Uh, next on the list, I'd say Street Fighter Two Turbo. Oh, that's a good one. And I say turbo because, like, you know, Street Fighter Two was good, but and Super Street Fighter Two I think was probably one of the the best at the time, just because they introduced like Cammy and Fei Long, and mm-hmm. and it took everything great about Two and Turbo, and just kind of like, you know, meshed it all together. Um, and added more characters. The Turbo was great because it was like we're gonna take this game that's really good, and we're gonna allow you to play as the mini bosses. We're gonna give you alternate colors. We're gonna make the gameplay faster. We're gonna give you more combos. And, like, the gameplay itself just completely changed, you know? Um, I want to say Turbo is... I could be wrong, but I want to say in Turbo is where they actually introduced where you could do, like, the uh, air tatsus and stuff. Um, which is, you know, like, it's crazy because you're like, oh, I could do this super move in air? Like, that's awesome. So, I uh, I think it's great. I think it's a great uh, game. I, I feel like it really set the the barometer of what 
a good 2D fighter should be. And yeah. Street Fighter still does that to this day, I feel like. Even though there's a ton of, of fighters out now, but Street Fighter is still, like, king. king. Like, love it or hate it. You know, like, it, it, it there's still... You know, when when you have Evo, you know, like there's people there playing Mortal Kombat stuff, but like everyone's there to see Street Fighter. So, well, what I I just got up while you were talking and grabbed the box for my Xbox 360 Elite Resident Evil Five Special Edition console. Oh, that came with the HD. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, I remember specifically giving you a code for that when I bought this because you you know obviously you always been the big Street Fighter guy. Yeah. I was like, which version was that? And it was the Super Street Fighter Two HD Remix. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, they took, um, I, I believe it was basically Super Street Fighter Two, but it was like a HD graphics. Um, so they upped the graphics a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Akuma was a playable character. Yeah. Um, and they added like the alpha moves. Yep. Um, like the super super arts. So, which they didn't have in the, of course, they didn't have the original yeah. versions. So, so. They, they have a lot of versions of Street Fighter Two. <laughs> they do, um, but I mean, they're they're all different in their own ways, and gotcha. you know, but no one really goes back and plays like you know, like like whenever Super Street Fighter Two came out, like no one was really going back and be like, oh, I, I want to play Turbo instead of this. Like everyone was playing the new hotness, and that that gotcha. still remains today. You know, like when Ultra Street Fighter Two came out, I mean, uh, four. Yeah, Ultra Street Fighter Four came out. Yeah. It's like okay, I have this full cat, full roster of characters yeah. with you know all these options and and all this stuff. Like, why would I go back and play vanilla? Gotcha. You know? vanilla yep. Um, which one was which Super Street Fighter Two was on the Sega Genesis? Just Super Street Fighter Two. Um, I think Turbo was on. Was it Turbo? Because I think that's the one I had. Yeah, I know on the front cover you had uh, on the Genesis you had like Gal and Bison and on Bison, the front yep, cover. That's what I had. Yeah, and I remember like unless you had the like six button Genesis control, like mm-hmm, which I had, awful. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I rem- I just one of my fondest memories are being Blanca, lighting up electricity and letting everybody jump at me. Yeah, and then being E Honda on the car mini game, and doing those <laughs> <laughs> just pressing yeah. the button everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and smashing the car. So great game, great game. Now, like I said, that was back when, you know. I could actually play fighters. Now I'm just not good. Now my number, my say my number six. Like these aren't really ranked, but that's just what I have on the list. This one's an obscure one that I'm sure would never make it into the video game hall of fame, but it is in my video game hall of fame. Right. Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain is such a fantastic game. Okay. And it is the epitome. I said epitome. Uh, it is the Upper echelon of the um, point-and-click adventure type type games. I mean, it's uh, yeah. In the uh, there's not really combat so much as there is quick time events, and there's a lot of you know what I'm saying you guide your character, find things to interact with, dialogue pops up, um, but Heavy Rain captured storytelling in a way that I had never experienced before. And that is what anchored me into the PlayStation 3. We've told this story tons of times. Uh, I am, you and I were both 360 guys. We were PS2 guys before that. We were Then we jumped to 360. Um, and 360 was our home with our friends, mm-hmm. our band. 
you know, when we would travel and do things, uh, everything was 360. Uh, and then I got a PS3, didn't really care for it, got rid of it. Some games came out, uh, Heavy Rain being the one, uh, one of them, excuse me. And I picked up Heavy Rain and I played it and fell in freaking love and never looked back. I stayed PS3, joined PS Plus, um, you know, went on into PS4. And I mean, I still have Xbox products, but that's just not my main my main squeeze yeah um and i can contribute i can attribute that to heavy rain that was the game that because i'd never experienced anything like that like resident evil i love resident evil for storytelling and people often criticize resident evil's story because it gets really convoluted and ridiculous very similar to metal gear solid (laughs) like it gets a little kind of crazy some of it sometimes it takes itself really serious sometimes it doesn't take itself serious enough um and so but as far as like genuine stories that change the way I felt sitting there experiencing it, there aren't too many. I know Gears was good. Gears War Two specifically, when when Dom's wife uh, Maria died. Uh, spoilers. That was uh, that was that was a tough scene. You know, that was like wow, this is crazy. Um, and I, but it was something about Heavy Rain, it did the detective work the mm. reporter the father you know what I'm saying like the, the the losing your child like that game was heavy no pun intended like and it was it sucked me in and it was so freaking good and that's one of those games to where I would tell anybody um maybe these type of games aren't your cup of tea you yeah. know what I'm saying they you know the graphic that's not really graphic novel but the the walking and um interacting with things this it's just all about the story and the quick time events of course you get you killed a lot but the game being the fbi agent and putting the uh re the vr unit on and it it was it's so good so good um but storytelling that that really opened a whole new world of games to me. Hmm. Like, and I feel like my, I started to become a more diverse gamer after playing that game. Um, I was interested in it, and once I played it, it was I was floored. Hmm. When the ending I got, when I finally found out who the origami killer was, everything that had happened was worst case scenario for me. And it was one of those games that had multiple endings and stuff. And sure, games had done that before, you know, before that, but. That game, when I was done and I sat back in my chair and I was like, wow, I just experienced a movie. And, uh, and, and so for me, and when I think about my, you know, obviously Hall of Fame, that is top tier heavy rain change games for me. And it made me seek out storytelling in that way. And now that it's on PS4, I've played back through a good chunk of it and it's still great. But you know how a game is when it when it, like even The Last of Us. Last of Us play through that game and it was wow. Mm-hmm. Play through it a second time, that story's not going to get you that way again. Right. You know? You can only get that once. Um you know whereas Halo, that game is built on experiences it's for, multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every land party had a different story. Every group, mm-hmm. every encounter was a whole nother experience. With heavy rain, you got that one time to last of the same thing, and uh, I just I don't know. To me, time and place, you know what I'm saying? Quality storytelling, like you just you just don't get stuff like that, right? 
we're killing each other with this whole yawning thing. Like once, yeah, yeah. like I'm, you're, we're both fighting it, and I don't necessarily think I'm as tired as I sound. <laughs> but like when you, I'm yawn, not really tired. I mean, just... I'm like fighting. I'm like, oh god, I gotta do it. Yeah, no, when yawning's contagious. So. Um, speaking of Last of Us, that's next on my list. Ooh. Last of Us. Uh, that is the the game to play. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, it really takes like Uncharted was great. But there's just something that, you know, when Naughty Dog stepped out and made The Last of Us, like, it really showed you what they were capable of. Like, now every game they make, people are comparing it to The Last of Us, you know? like Every game anymore, I mean, I'll find a way to compare it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and a lot of people look from the outside looking in and be like, oh, it's a zombie game. I'm not really into zombies. Well, no, it's not a zombie game at all. It's more of like a human relations story about, you know, father-daughter relationship kind of deal. Yep. Um, and survival and human psyche and, uh, you know, the, and the choices that you have to make, you know, the, and the weight, it, the weight of those choices. Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, it's a fantastic game, you know, and they're, I mean, I, I've seen people who've been like, well, you, you know, last of us is only good for its story. The gameplay is not good. That's not true at all. No, I like the gameplay the gameplay is fantastic. You know, it combines action with survival um, had some good scary parts too. Crafting, right? oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Like the game, the game was scary. The game was action packed. It was, it was a little everything, you know. It was a total package. It really and, was. Uh, had a great ending, and that great ending has led us to what's going to be a sequel. Yep. So, um, if you're listening, you haven't played The Last of Us. That is one game I can say. Like, if you're just not in the mood to re- to go back and play like a 20 year old game that I could sit here and suggest to you, I would say. Go back maybe six years and play The Last of Us. Yep. Because that game's fantastic and it's on PS4 now. Yep. That was my next one as well, The Last of Us. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, the game even has a really good multiplayer. Like, yeah. The game's actually got a actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I failed to mention it, but that's uh, yeah. I beat the game and uh, I had a, a buddy of mine actually who he beat it on PS3. Then he bought it on PS4 and beat it. It's like one of his favorite games, yeah. and we played that multiplayer. I actually got all the trophies with him. Like no, me awesome. and him, like grinded out and got all the trophies together on the multiplayer. And that multiplayer was fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. I always I tried to get Tanner to play it with me. Tanner just refused. It was good. So it was fun. Just Tanner hates his friends, though. I mean, that's kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of the thing. Well, um, I technically, technically, um, you would be up since we both had Last of Us there. I'm gonna go ahead and throw another one at you. Although the first entry is not the best, Mortal Kombat would be my would be a game that I want to put in the Hall of Fame. Like the first one, the first one. Okay, it's not the best one. I mean, I would. I think MK Two is better. I would say as far as Hall of Fame, like it really Ultimate MK Three is probably the definitively mm-hmm. best Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like if there's two games I can think of that help that introduce like. Realism and well, realism, well, gore yeah, yeah. in games. It would be Mortal Kombat and Doom. Yep. So, um, I think Mortal Kombat. Uh, it changed fighters. It made them. It gave. It, I don't necessarily say it made them more realistic, but it definitely offered you a uh, more mature route. And I've told the story on the show before, so I won't bore people with it too much again. I'll just kind of breeze over it. But then, my dad and I snuck off, you know, into our entertainment room one night to play a game he rented. And it was Mortal Kombat. I was extremely young, and I watched him play. And when Kano ripped his heart out and held it up, I said, "Yes, sir. This is this is this is my new jam. This is my new night, my new life, <laughs> now, Dad. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do." It. 
I want to rip hearts out in the middle of a fight. So, uh, like I said, Mortal Bobadada! Kombat, it changed it. You know, we got we've gotten some Mortal Kombat clones. Um, Street Fighter managed to still stay the king of fighters, in my opinion, uh, without ever having to borrow from Mortal Kombat. I feel like they've done a good job of mm-hmm. being completely different games in the same genre. Isn't it funny? We, Street Fighter remains the king of fighters when we have a game out there called, called King of king Fighters. Of fighters. <laughs> Which, those are good games, too. They're good games. Um, but They're I, bigger I, in Mexico than I mean, they are like in Japan, which is really weird. I mean, I mean Mexico's had a huge King of Fighters scene, but continue. Oddly enough, Mexico has a huge Resident Evil scene. Yeah? There, there are more... If you if if you just went online right now, it's like I want to find a good Facebook page or a podcast or a YouTube or you know saying whatever. I want to find something that keeps me up to date and up to speed on Resident Evil news and Resident Evil pop culture. Yeah, there are more Spanish sites than there are American sites. That's really cool. Or you know English speaking sites. I wonder what not they think of that, the movies. Not thinking, not saying that everything <laughs> in, in Spanish is Mexican, but you know what I'm saying. These movies suck, These man. Suck a dick. Suck a dick. I don't know for what, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Mortal Kombat. You know, I, I've went back and I've tried to play the first one. I have the uh, MK trilogy on PlayStation Three. Uh, going back and trying to play the first game sucks. There weren't combos. Nah, they're so bad. It was. It was a really terrible game. Like, oh, excuse me. It's a really terrible game to play now. It's not. A, it wasn't a terrible game for the time and the place and what it did for fighting games. Mortal and Kombat for a long time, mechanically, was really bad. It's just people loved the characters were cool. Characters were cool. Fatalities, fatalities, cool. and you know that's really why people play breaking breaking through the environments. Yeah. That's the first. That was the first fighting game I ever played that you could break through yeah. the ceiling or the floor. Mm-hmm. Uppercutting people in the pit in MK2. Johnny Cage doing a split and punching your nuts. Yeah. I mean, like, it was really cool. Yeah, it was it just, cool. It took them a long time to, get, like, get it mechanically right, I yeah. feel like. Like, in my personal opinion, I didn't yeah. really think I didn't really think of it as a serious fighting game until, like, the 3D iterations with, like, Armageddon yeah. and stuff. Dude, uh, Deadly Silence. Yeah. Uh, Shaolin Monks. Deadly Alliance. Deadly Alliance. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Deadly, Deadly, Deadly Alliance. Silence was Resident Evil. Sorry. And there's another one. There's Deadly, Deadly Alliance. Deception. Armageddon. Deception. Deception. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. those is like when it really, they're like, okay, we need to focus on our mechanics. You didn't like the Nintendo 64 Sub-Zero story? That was really bad. That was terrible. <laughs> it was on PS1 too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I remember. That was we, a horrible we game. We had that game and I never beat it because I, I would try, dude. I would try. <laughs> Because it's Sub Zero, like you want to like it, dude. It sucked. Yeah, no, this game's terrible. See, see, there are games out there that I think suck. I'm proud of you. We just we just had to dig a little deep. You just gotta, you just gotta say it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, That was it. This one could uh, raise some controversy. Because uh, this game really gets pitted against another one in the same franchise. But uh, my personal opinion, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. I feel like you know everything that everything that Mario sixty four did to kind of revolutionize like three D gaming. Zelda kind of took it and like ran with it tenfold, and you know it 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 did everything right that a Zelda game should, while like. Um, Introducing so much more to the series, yeah. you know, like everything from the the music and the the bosses and the characters and the environment, you know, like 
um, I really feel like that game set the stage of, of, of like games we would see in the future. You know, like what would makes games like The Witcher and stuff tick. I feel like it comes from games like like this, yeah. uh, Skyrim. Even you know, I've said it before. Like we wouldn't have ga- we wouldn't we wouldn't have games in my opinion. We wouldn't have games like Skyrim if we didn't have games like Zelda. You know, um, agreed. And our grand time, personally, I think, is just so so memorable, you know, in a time where, like, Nintendo was uh, still in its prime, I guess, you know? Like, they were still getting beat out exponentially by uh, PS1, hands down. But, I mean, let's face it, 64 had some good games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Zelda was one of them. And um, 64 was... I, if I'm not mistaken, that came out kind of in between PS1 and 2? Or did it launch after the PS2? You know what? I, I'm i wanting no, to say it came GameCube out... GameCube came out after PS2. I'm wanting to say PS1 came out maybe right after 64. Because I remember I had a 64 first. Yeah. Um, I, I, had, I usually had the systems like... Yeah. When they came out. Whatever that Christmas was after they came out is usually when my family right. got them too. Because I remember I had um I got a sixty four first with Mario sixty four. Yeah. And Wave Race. We could see we could be Googling it right now, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let the, I'll let the fact checkers Yeah, fact respond. check me, I dare you. Well, I, I like that. I like the response. Sometimes I'll say things incorrectly just to see if they're listening. Come at me, JT. I ain't scared. Yep. Um but uh, like you were saying, um, Either way, I remember I got a the the the, the Christmas the, the sixty four and the PS one were out. My brother and I he got the sixty four I got the PS one, mm. so I'm not really sure the dates exactly, but I do know that there was that the Christmas that they were both available is the Christmas that we got them. Um, because I got I got the PS one and it came with like Virtual Fighter and the Frank Thomas Big Hurt Baseball. Those are the two games I yeah. got. Um, but I, yeah, I got the 64 with Mario and Wave Race. And then, so did he. That's then later, I think like a year later, I got the PS1. And I remember Street Fighter EX plus Alpha was my first game that I got. And Crash Bandicoot 2. Mm. That was my, my first games I had on PS1. And I think my third game I got was like Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, th- I got that game. You gotta believe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a pretty influential game. That, I, I've never forgotten that one. Yeah, I say influential, probably more memorable. I never forgot that game. Yeah, it's getting ready to come back out too. Eleven ninety nine on sale if you pre order it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was between that Zelda or Link to the Past. Obviously, yeah. like those are the two Zeldas. Like people, you know, there's like a community yeah. of Zelda fans that are like, which game's better? You know. Um, which if you're listening, write in the show and and, t- and yeah, tell me what you what think is the better Zelda, uh, Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time. And then you have those group of people that are like, oh, Majora's Mask is the best, and those are hipsters. Yeah. We, don't, we don't listen to them. And if you write into the show and you comment back on some of the things we're talking about, like, we'll definitely talk about that again next week. Like if somebody sends me their list of their Hall of Fame games or their favorite Zelda, like we'll 100 yeah. percent talk about that. If you write in, tell me Majora's Mask is the best. I'll tell you, you're dumb. And I'll make funny <laughs> on the show. Um, my number nine was Minecraft, and we've already talked about that. Okay. Uh, so I'm going up to number ten, and I picked out another shooter, but this one from the PC, bruh. Unreal Tournament. Yes. I loved Unreal Tournament with such a passion. Um, I had it had it on PC. I've played it. I think I had it on Dreamcast as well. 
Yes. I'm pretty positive I had on Dreamcast. Is either that or Quake or both? Nah, I, I was never a big Quake fan. I know I know Quake's where, you know what I'm saying, a lot of the shooter people really, that's where their heart's at. The 40-year-old shooters? Yeah. Um, but I had Unreal Tournament on PC, and I played the freaking piss out of it. I think I actually still have a copy of it in one of these black bins right here. Um, but I, when I got the, the pharmaceutical job, I had on, on my laptop that I took home or that I had, you know, to take home back and forth from work. Uh, I actually had a copy of it installed on there. And during our breaks, we would play in my office. And, uh, dude, love. Unreal Tournament was fast. Mm-hmm. It was smooth. Had really cool weapons. Really great level design. Love Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament made me, I felt like I was the freaking, the bomb. Yeah, that was the only PC game I ever really, really got into besides Duke Nukem. Um, Duke Nukem 3D. I was so free. I thought I was good at it. I don't necessarily know that I was, but I just remember having so much fun with it. Um, it, it was at the time was just the one of the coolest things to play. Right. And uh, I want to say, like I said, with the with the Dreamcast version, I could be wrong, but I think you could. I want to. I'm pretty positive you could put bots on there. So my brother and I would just go head to head with bots. That's and the just best. Blast, dude. We had so I love much that. Fun. Um, That's actually what I did with Perfect Dark. Yeah, like because I never yeah. owned the expansion uh, pack to the um, sixty four. Yeah, I rented Perfect Dark, and <clears throat> I was so bummed to find out you couldn't play the single player without it. So I just I played bots. <laughs> that actually reminds me, I said earlier that I had thirty um, five steel books, including the one you you picked me up yesterday. That's not true because I picked up a Perfect Dark steel book. Oh, no way. No, a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a good one, too. So, Perfect Dark Zero, I believe it is. Yeah, that was a pretty neat game. It was That fine. was a 360 game? I think. Launch title? Yeah, I'm wanting to say it was maybe just second or third game. No. It was just second or third game I played, but that's, that's not true. Because I, uh, I had Call of Duty 2 and Oblivion. Yep. And, uh, like, once I beat those to death, I think I was, like, asking your brother to borrow games. And I think mm-hmm. that was one of the games he let me borrow. Um... <clears throat> Metal Gear Solid. I, um, I, I almost put that on here. <laughs> I almost forgot it. <laughs> I, I actually went out of my way to pick some things that I wouldn't normally mention. Yeah. But, but are influential and near to me. Yeah. Um, Unreal Tournament, stuff like that. Yeah, like, um, but I almost put Metal Gear Solid on here. The yeah, first one. Definitely. I'd say, I'd say the first one, too. Um, I, you're talking about a game that, that really changed cinematics and games oh, and like yes. storytelling and like plot twist and character development and and like and I'll and, you know and, and I can I can get a hardcore Metal Gear Solid fan in this room right now and we'll talk about it you link a lot of people joke about storyline storyline is quite yes. consistent yes and if you, you, you go back and I tell everybody this because everyone's like oh the storyline's so convoluted and Crazy, yeah. it, 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 it gets weird. It gets weird, but play the Metal Gear Solid one all the way to four, to the very end of four, even the after credits. It explains it all. Yep, like everything ties together, everything flows well. All the characters they have their place. Nothing's like mm-hmm. out of line, and you know, like some of my favorite, like Just Dragon Ball Z, Diarrhea Man, Diarrhea Man, yes. <laughs> Even the dude in the bathroom that you choke out, yes. taking a leak. Um, the random guy with the monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that dude was wild. Yes. Um, 
you know, like even like Dragon Ball Z, there's times on like the later seasons where they just get kind of there's plot. There's like holes in the plot. Yeah, oh, so like there's there's things like why you know why wasn't uh, Trunks and Goten born with a tail, but Gohan was. Like it doesn't make no sense. The longer this stuff runs, long, anything, any series, the longer yeah. it runs, the more holes. Yeah, you're not. You actually don't do a better job by telling more story. Yeah. I use an example. I was listening to a podcast the other day when people were talking about the difference between Z Nation and The Walking Dead, and they're like, well, "We prefer Z Nation because it's like dark when it needs to be dark, and it's like serious when it needs to be serious, but mm-hmm. like there is humor in there, and that humor allows you to do things that might." Example. This particular season, they named it, but I forgot which one it was, of The Walking Dead, you couldn't move in a horde of zombies without five or six people getting bitten. The following season, they're just like going these rampages where like they're un- indestructible, they're untouchable, and like they're freaking killing, they all butt, butt to butt, and then they kill waves of zombies. And it's like... Hit that berserker mode. Right, and there was nothing other than time that just made them better at it. And they said right. it actually um, opened up holes in the logic, in the character logic from the things they've said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the you know the actual universe was like, okay, now you're taking away the big threat and you're making it scenery. You know? Right. Uh, obviously, they were driving more you know, towards um, people being the problem, not so much the zombies. But it's like, it's just little things like that where it's like, sure, that's really not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. It actually kind of makes your characters cooler because they can do things now and they're not afraid of things. Mm-hmm. But in the same respect, in the grand scheme of the universe, you just undid everything you've done for the past several seasons. You know? Like, it's little things like that to where the lo- like Resident Evil, the longer the series runs, the more convoluted and weird it gets because the things that were true in the beginning are no longer true in the end then when they jump back into a prequel mm. like the, the the very interactions with the main protagonists mm-hmm. completely contradict where the original game started so it's like if you follow it from start to finish just like Metal Gear Solid there's a good story there yeah and everything makes sense mm-hmm. and everybody has their place but like any story, including Metal Gear, the longer you tell it, the more holes you allow, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, other than just a story, like, the game introduced a lot of mechanics that, like, was so new. Like, you know, the soldier that's patrolling the area sees your footprints in the snow. He's going to follow them to see what? whose footprints they belong to. Yeah. Uh, knocking on a wall is a distraction to lure them towards you. You know. Um, then that you know those mechanics just got better and better each series. Like Metal Gear Solid Two, shoot the glass with your dart gun, and the guard sees the glass. And he's like, "What?" And he goes yeah. walking up to it. And yeah. You could choke him out, or whatever. Um, so good. It's really good, you know. And, and like the gameplay is fast, and the characters were like it, it managed to be grounded in somewhat realism. While adding anime and Japanese influence into yep. games, you know, like making things larger than life, right? Like you're this soldier that's sneaking to this base to find, like, you know, um, this top secret weapon and destroy yep. it, but you're also fighting this weird psychomantis guy that can read your mind yes. and, and take over and your, your control card. <laughs> and read your memory card. Hey, check this out. Uh, this seven thirty five today. I got an email from Netflix. It says new arrival for you. Escape from New York. 
Snake Bliskin. Yes. yes. And I immediately thought about Metal Gear Solid. And then I thought to myself, this is literally right before you got here. Iroquois Bliskin. I was like, man, what would be awesome is if I was watching this on one of the TVs and playing Metal Gear on the other. Mm. And now here we are. It's come full circle. It has. Also on Netflix, Attack on Titan Season 2. I saw that. I'm really excited. One Punch Man's on there, too. Not too many shows to watch. Too many. Um, you're next. I just did mm, mine. Go ahead. Super Metroid. I played that for the random review. You did. Like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, that thing that we were going to do every week. Or every I really... Month. That was such a bad idea. We don't have time for that. It was a bad idea, but it was also a brilliant idea. It was. It was a good idea. I would have never played that game had I not done that. That's a good game. The bad thing was I drew like two or three years in a row. <laughs> you did. And then we stopped. And you're like, no, none of this. None of this anymore. If we could if we could find our footing to do that, even if we we even if we, we didn't do it every month, you know? I really want to, I want to get back to that. I want to try that again. Because there's things out there that we might not try otherwise. Yeah. So I have to like force you to play these good games I talk about. I mean, I'm glad I played that one. That one made me want to watch Aliens. It's a good game. Yep. And I was really torn between this one or Castlevania. Same thing of the night. I thought you were going to put that on there. Um, But I had to put Super Metroid because that's kind of like the godfather, the Metroidvania. Like, first came Super Metroid, then came Same thing of the night. And then now we have, you know, a lot of great games out yep, there. In that stuff. same... Uh, in that same vania. same vania. Oh. oh. So... Uh, Great game, even to this day. I mean, you can go back and play it now, and it's like, if if it, it feels like those like higher end indie games that you download today, you know, today, and uh, really good soundtrack too. Great soundtrack, great. Uh, God, the boss fights, the the the, the brain, the atmosphere of the game. You yes. know, that dark atmosphere, that dark. Uh, like, it, like, there's just so many different parts of the game where like you really feel immersed in the the area you're in. Like there's a part of the game where you're in like this ghost ship. So it, yep. there's like this creepy vibe behind yep. it, you know, um, when you're in Meridia and you're in the, under the water, like probably one of the few water maps in games actually like, that, yeah, they didn't suck. And that really like creepy ambient music yep. playing while you're exploring, you know, and, and like that place is really easy to get lost in too. You know, what's crazy. And it just dawned on me. I've never thought about this and I've, we've said this, but now I've never, it never clicked. I always say, what have you done for me lately, Nintendo? I want to be a Nintendo fan too, but you don't make anything for me. Mm. If they made, if they brought the Metroid series back. That's what I was thinking. Like, could you, you, but, but okay, think about this. This is crazy. What if they made a third person? I know first person Metroid Prime was good. Really good. Mm-hmm. But what if they made a third person sci-fi horror Metroid? Oh, I think it'd be incredible, you know. Um, it would definitely be heavily action influenced too. But like, mm-hmm. I could definitely see like first person, like a Horizon type style. Yeah, you know, with like alien spaceships that you go in and the different mm-hmm. air. Like you could go out of one and into a water mm-hmm. planet kind of thing. I mean, like and some just, of the some of the best parts in Prime is when you're fighting like space pirates and like. Cause they're jumping all over the walls and they're like yeah. very elusive, you know, and, um, they're finding ways to like, like 
these two over here fighting you, distracting you while this one flanks you, you know? So like, you really have to be smart when you fight them and like, you're constantly strafing left and right and shooting at them. And, um, that was one of those games too, where it was like, you know, people were kind of like a first person Metroid game. I don't know. But then Mm -hmm. like, it just worked out so well. First person Resident Evil. Yeah. (laughs) I would have never said it, but it works. Yeah. So, but, uh, if, if Nintendo, uh, I know you're listening, Reggie, it like freaking put out a scary, sci-fi horror Metroid I'll buy your Switch I mean yeah. I'd buy it for one game it's, yeah a game like that I mean I just just thinking about how much I enjoyed you know what I'm saying the old the Super Metroid I saw somebody today post a, a link it was a Nintendo Switch and it was like Nintendo announces Metroid for the Switch and I didn't click on it I was like yeah that's yeah, April, April Fool's all yeah. the way man Um, the next one I picked uh, was TMNT Turtles in Time oh man on the 360 Okay, I'm stopping to share that. <laughs> nah, I picked the original. Um, Super Nintendo. Great game. Uh probably the best of the side scroll beat 'em up games ever made. Um Man, yeah. great levels, great characters, so much fun. Lost so many hours. Um I just that was probably the definitively the best Ninja Turtle game ever made. Hmm. Uh, as much as I could like to give you a hard time about the 360 version, uh, it didn't quite have the spirit of the Super Nintendo version. I did still enjoy it. Yeah, it still played with the nostalgia feels that I, you know, I wanted. Um, but it, it, you know, it didn't have the yeah. the heart and soul of the original. <clears throat> it, confession time. Like in my defense, like I never really thought about how much I didn't like the game until. Like, cause I, I I tried so hard to like it and beat it, but like I was like, gosh, there's something. Like this just it doesn't have the charm. Yeah, like I talked about missing the charm. And uh, I was watching a YouTube video of uh, Screw Attack, T- uh, Screw Attack TV. Yeah, and uh, Stuttering Craig. That's his name, right? I'm not sure. I don't really watch those guys. That um, much. he went on this. He, like that's one of the he he goes on the he has like the soapbox. So he goes on this rant about how much he hates that game because like Turtles in Time is one of his favorite games. You know, mm-hmm. like top ten favorite games. And uh. Somebody will mention Reshield, and he'll go on his tangent about how much he hates the game. And I was like, "Wow, this this guy really put it in perspective. Like, I hate this freaking game." But yeah, I, I see. That's the thing. I didn't hate it at all. I thought it was great. Yeah. And the fact that it had achievements was even better. Oh, you um, know, what I thought was weird was they they released Reshield and they released um the arcade, the Turtles Two arcade, mm-hmm. and then like they're not on the Xbox Marketplace anymore. Like, they lost the license. Yeah, that's so weird. Yep, I remember buying it, and then it was taken away from me. Yeah. Yep. I had a big problem with that, dude. I was pissed. Yeah, that's pretty whack. Um, Duke Nukem 3D was off the uh, the PlayStation Network for a while. I don't. I, yeah. I, don't, I think if you, I could be wrong, but I was reading in uh, one of the little collect the uh, Vita group. You know, somebody had posted a picture of them playing Duke Nukem 3D on their Vita the other day. And uh, anytime someone does that, which happens pretty regularly, because oddly enough, mm-hmm. I'll make a point to go on there and say something. I was like, hey, yeah. one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and that that's a game that holds a special place in my heart for just the first couple and the last couple levels. The majority of that game sucks. Yeah. But, that, but what was good was so good that I will, I will champion that game, not even liking a good chunk of it. Yeah, um, but there's, there's something about like the the first level was it's awesome first too. Yes, and, and then like so good. And something just happens to the map design where it's like it's okay. We got you hooked. Now this game yeah. just starts to get yeah, really it, bad. You have to drudge through it. Sucks. 
Um, but then it gets better again. Yeah. At the end. Most people. You fight the big dude on the football field. And, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the new one, the new version, the 20th anniversary edition, they have more levels in more towns like the first levels. It's really good. Oh, cool. Really good. Got that platinum, by the way. Um, but like I said, going back to Ninja Turtles, definitively best Ninja Turtles game. Um, I tried to pick something in, in all of my favorite genres. And uh, as much as I like Streets of Rage and Maximum Carnage, uh, yeah. I love Final Fight, but like between Final Fight or Turtles, I got to choose Turtles. I just went back and played Final Fight recently with my daughter. We beat it. Which one, Final Fight guy? Um, whichever one that I there's a version on PS3 on the marketplace. Yeah, I think it's Guy. You yeah. have three characters. Yeah, I think so. You have Cody, Hagar, and yeah. Guy. Yep. Um, it's fine. It's yeah. not. It's not as good as I remembered it, man. Yeah, the the Super Nintendo version is even harder because <laughs> like you didn't have unlimited and continues, like you know this one. Yeah, it sucks. And you didn't. You you only had Cody and Hagar for some reason. Yeah. You didn't have Guy. I, I can't remember if like they just chose not to have Guy in the PS the SNES version yeah. or what. You know, because they did weird things back then. Well, you know, you'd you'd buy a game on the SNES and then buy a game of the Genesis, and they'd be completely different. Completely different. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat had blood. Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Oh, yeah. man, so salty about that because I loved Aladdin. Yeah. But, like, I played Aladdin originally on the Genesis. Yeah. And it had a sword. I was like, this is so cool. Killing dudes with a sword. Yep. Even though I totally didn't do that in the, the show or the cartoon. Yeah. Um. Then I, I and I like, 10,000 years. <laughs> okay, we got a side jar cracking on our neck. <laughs> Here's a sword. Go kill everyone. Uh, well, like I asked for it, I, you know, I was a kid, and I was like, "I want this game, so good." Yeah. But I had a Super Nintendo, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up getting into Super Nintendo, and I was throwing apples at people, and I was like, "What is this? What is this trash?" <laughs> but the game's actually really good. It's um, still good. Even it's, with apples. it's still good. Even, yeah. I, we had it um at different times in our life on both systems, I believe. I had a Genesis. My brother had the SNES. So. Even if we didn't necessarily own the game, we rented it. Yeah. So. All right. Um, next up. That's you. You're next. It's on me, brother. You got what? One or two left? I have two, but uh, I'll just do this. Um, my honorable mention. Um, I mean, these are no particular order. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Dark Souls. Uh, I won't talk too much about that because I mean I feel like Dark Souls, the just the genre of Dark Souls really brings back what makes games great as far as like exploration and like challenge. No hand holding, yep. yeah. The challenge is there, but you know a lot, and and like it kind of irritates me too. And like, like I'm part of a um, a Soulsborne group, Dark Souls Bloodborne, um, that was created by some of the community from. Uh, podcast beyond facebook group uh pretty cool group of guys actually and uh bunch of crying liberals actually well we never, we never talk about stuff we always talk about dark souls, okay. dark souls. um so if it's any any whining and crying it's usually about how hard the game is <laughs> um but a couple of guys were on the group talking about you know some of the bosses in the new dlc and one of them was like oh i just beat this boss he was so easy da, 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 da. And i'm like well i get that you might play dark souls for the challenge and you you like that sense of like this game was so hard and I beat it kind of thing. But sometimes if the game's just not difficult, but you still enjoyed it, and it was like, you know, 
Um, I feel like you should still find enjoyment in it, you know, <laughs> and maybe I, I guess to each hard, his own, yeah. you know, because yeah. um, and that was like one of the complaints in certain circles about Shovel Knight. It was too easy, right? It's I'm tough, like tough to me. <laughs> I'm not well, good at those games. well, yeah, but like I beat it, but I gotta say, like the last couple levels of that game was tough. And playing on New Game Plus is even tougher. It's like I've said before, yeah. you don't have healing items in the map, you know, like, and you take more damage, so you the die easier. Suck on that game. And the trophies are atrocious. They're garbage. <laughs> yeah, they're, but the sad thing is, they're actually doable. Well, you just have to be really good. Not for me, and my my kids love that game. They adore that game. It's so good. I don't know what it is about it that got them because that's not really, you know, it's not really their thing. They just like, dude, they played it on the yeah. Vita at GameStop one day, and then that was it. They've just that's asked good. me for it, asked me for it. So That's great. Um, but yeah, Dark Souls was honorable mention, but I have to say my last entry is Doom. Like, yeah. Thinking about it, I actually mentioned it earlier when we were talking. I was like, why is that game not on my list? We're talking about the Godfather first-person shooters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of people on floppy disks Yeah, on PC. A lot of people might say Wolfenstein or... I played that on floppy disk yeah. on PC. <laughs> or Quake, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'd have to say there was a game that, you know, not only uh, brought a lot of attention to itself because of its, like, controversial methods of bringing gore into video games hell. and stuff. Uh, but you're in hell. You're fighting devil, demons. Devil, devil. It was scary. Um, it was bloody. Um, dudes always look around on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Punching demons in the stupid, ugly face. Oddly enough, I don't remember the difference between Doom and Wolfenstein from that that era. Like, I have memories of both, but sometimes I can't differentiate which is which. One, you're in hell. The other one, you're in Germany. You're in Germany fighting <laughs> Nazis. Nazis. And every time you kill them, they go, mein Leben. <laughs> uh, so. You fight Hitler at the end of the game, and he's in a mech suit with miniguns, and he's really freaking hard, and he kills you really fast. I don't know that I ever beat it. Tough, so really tough. Yep. Um, but yeah, great game, Doom. Doom. Yes. And then like it, it just got better with every iteration. Doom three is the only Doom I think I haven't played. And that I was good. Played it. I played it on PC. It was really good. I played it like on like OG Xbox, but then they re-released it like the BFG edition mm-hmm. on PS three. I actually think I let me check my list. I think I have the Doom Three Steel Book. Doom's great too because like every time a Doom's okay. announced, it's like um, you hear about it for years. Oh yeah, like you'll see screenshots pop up. You know, like this happened with Doom Three. It happened with the newest Doom. Like we saw screenshots good. of it, mm-hmm. and then years later we see another screenshot, and then we finally start seeing trailers for it. And now it came out, and it's really good. Yeah, the new Even though, like, when, uh, when it was initially reviewed, it didn't get the best reviews. Don't know why, because that game's fantastic. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's really one of them things where, like, I feel like people, I feel like uh, people who reviewed it in, like, the big outlets were expecting more, but, like, fans of the series playing it, yeah. and even non-fans were like, holy cow. This is really good. Yeah, I've, heard, I've listened to some opinions on that on that game, and I've heard some pretty high praise. I mean, like people like Colin Moriarty really enjoyed it. Um, oh yeah, uh, I don't remember what it scored, but I remember when we played it on the show when it first came out, it looked fantastic. It was wild, and then I played that weird platform part mm-hmm. where you had to jump, 
And I was like, oh, man, this sucks. And then that was it. That's all I played was just that little section right there. Yeah. Then I went back later on and gave it another chance. And I beat start from the beginning, blasted through all that stuff. The platform part, I was, it was literally, I did the whole thing. It wasn't even that long. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, what a weird part to play, you know. So, yeah. But I played that game. I'm pretty close to the end. I don't, I don't think I ever beat it. Um, I forget why. I don't remember why I didn't finish it. But just I just backlog. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, time. But that was a good game. So uh, great. Uh, Doom series is great. Mm-hmm. So and if you're listening, you haven't played the new Doom, do so. Yeah, it's good, definitely. Especially if you like you know metal music while you kill demons. That's that soundtrack ain't so good. You think that soundtrack is good? Killing Floor Two. Yeah. It's uh, the soundtrack was produced by Solid State. No way. It's Living Sacrifice, Demon Hunter, Kill Switch Engage, Impending Doom, nonstop killing hordes of zombies. Left for Dead style, not even kidding. That's and insane. It, just no vocals. It's all the instrumentals. Yeah, that's insane. Speaking of Demon Hunter, they, their new album came out this week. Yeah, holy crap! Holy crap! This is like their twenty seventh album. Yeah, <laughs> they just keep on kicking. Um. So yeah. So yeah. You you would love Killing Floor too. Like that. You really would, especially that soundtrack. Oh. Um. My uh, last entry would be Mario sixty four, which we briefly oh, yeah. touched on. Um, but Mario 64, probably the only platformer I really ever loved. Um, the 3D gaming, it controlled well. It was just the levels were great. The stars, you know, getting the different stars, whatever. Stars. Stars, yeah. Like, it blows my mind that, that Nintendo didn't turn that into their achievement slash trophy system. Like, Gold Star. They... Go uh, they, red star. They really go against the grain, man. Yeah. But it's like that. Would, I remember my my brother and I hundred percent got all that stuff uh, on sixty four. And what killed me was trying to find the stars, like the gold or the red stars or gold stars, or whatever, mm-hmm. in this cloud levels. Like some of the, like the it just dude, game was awesome. Game was so much fun. Okay. Um, I put a lot of time in that game. So, not a game I'd ever go back and revisit. I'm sure it doesn't feel the same. But the whole, the three different jumps you could do, the, you know, double jump and then lay on your butt, you know, smashing stuff. Like, it was... The world you go to. Yes. Great. Yes, it was good. It was very good. All right. You got to confess this here. Okay. Truth or dare. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Did you throw the baby penguin off the side of the mountain? Absolutely. Freaking literally. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody did. Don't ever talk to me and my son again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt so bad about that. Oh my gosh. Same. Those freaking <laughs> penguin races. Yeah, those were buttholes too. God. Like the one, there were like three of them. Like the third one was like hella hard. Yeah. So. They're really hard. I remember I'd always get to like towards the end and just get bumped off yep. by that big butthole. Fat piece of crap. Yep. Yeah, we got all the stars in that game. Or coins or whatever they were. Coins was a star. I don't remember. It was stars. They were stars. Because yeah, it, it was like red ones and gold ones. Was there another one? You had you just had the gold stars. You had, uh, I think, the, seven each level. You seven, had the red coins. Red coins. You had like eight red coins you had to collect. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. To get a star. A star, yep. And that was for each level. Yep. And then and you had different stuff you had to do for each level. Yep. Point. Yeah, that game was awesome. Yep, very good game. Very good game. Even the water, the, like that game managed to make water worlds cool. 
No, Kevin Costner made Waterworld. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns Bonatown? So, all right, you want to get into the questions real quick because we we're running a pretty lengthy show. So we got some questions. Um, these questions were sent to us on our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash Remember the Loop podcast. Or you can go to Facebook and type in Remember the Loop podcast. If you don't know how to do that by now, I'm not I'm not helping you. You're not good at this whole <laughs> not thing. not holding your hand anymore. Yeah. Um, well, you can also send us questions on our email, rememberthelootatprovinggamer.com. Or you can go to our Twitter. Ours, that is Remember the Loot on Twitter. At Twitter. We need more comfortable chairs. We do. That's just these chairs are just awful. My butthole hurts. <sighs> Been hang out with Josh. That, <laughs> I'll say that might not be from the chair, actually. Oh, uh, Jared on our Facebook asks: uh, the amount of great games coming out in the last two years is unreal. No responsible adult has the time to play everything. Besides not sleeping, how do you play all the great games you want to play? Not sleeping. What gaming sacrifices have you made due to there being too much? Mm, I'll go first. Not sleeping. Not fishing. (laughs) Not not (laughs) fishing. Um, No, like, obviously not sleeping has always been my go-to to to play games. It's like, okay, what can I sacrifice? Not my kids, not my wife, not my job. Huh. Besides sacrificing the show... Which I you know try not to do. Yeah, it's uh sleep. It's the only thing I can get rid of. Um, maybe my workouts, but I do that at lunch. So, um, we used to get up and go to the gym in the mornings. You know, we actually me and you used to do that together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, but then uh, that changed. You know, just t- you know scheduling and all that stuff. So the what I've tried to do is incorporate that whole backlog beatdown thing you know we had the uh the rules either yep. you uh if a game's not good just retire it you know and i'm I, I, tomorrow is gonna be the test of that am i still able am i still working with, with those principles uh because i'm gonna like i said double down on quantum break tomorrow give it a little bit more attention at a better time not you know super late at night after i was wrestling with the wife right um so if it's not again, it's not good. Retire it. And move on. There's too many games out there to be sitting on one. You know, um, if a game's good, finish it. But if it's not great, don't try to platinum it or 100 percent it. You know. Okay. Like uh, for example, Quantum Break. I'm struggling with. There's a good possibility it's gonna get retired. Okay. Uh, whereas Horizon, I love and adore, and will platinum that game. Um, Resident Evil Seven. Uh, it's great. I beat it. Haven't gone back for the platinum yet. I want it, but at, to get that platinum, I'm going to have to spend time learning, um, learning from my mistakes. Um, have to run through the game multiple times, and I kind of ask myself, self, how many times do you? I mean, you, you don't have the time for all that. You know what I'm saying? So, th- so that was one of those games I really enjoyed, and I will revisit, but. At the moment, I, I, I mean, at the time Horizon came out, so I was like, oh, time to move on. Mm-hmm. So, and, and honestly, that's the only way to do it. Now, I know I'll, on the show all the time, all the time, I'm all, good Lord, I can't talk today. <laughs> I am all the time trying to come up with little ways to squeeze game time in. So that's why I have a Vita in my gym bag and a Vita in my bedside table. That's why I, whenever I'm in a room, I, I bought two TVs, you know, 
got them on the cheap, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I got a game going on one and a show or my wrestling going on the other, you know? It's right. like, I try to, uh, you know, with my kids, they always want to play the same thing over and over and over again. That's why I try really hard to, let's break into some new games, kids. Let's try Let's break new ground because time is limited and I can't play everything. So let's try to move along. But then again, this is also coming from the guy who, if something's great, I'll play it on PlayStation and Xbox. So, right. I mean, just, you know, that, that comes back to like playing what you love. Yep. You know, like my thing is like sometimes I have to sacrifice backlog yep. to prevent from having more backlog. And, you know, it, it really depends on my mood and depends on like if the game grabs me, you know. And I, I think the same could be said for anyone, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, me and Jared have talked before. He's a big Persona fan. I'm sure, like, once he gets his hand on Persona, which I totally thought was out, and it's definitely not. Well, you know, it's been out in Japan for five months or something crazy <clears throat> like that. Yeah, but I, I thought that it was coming out this past Tuesday. Yeah. But apparently it's not. It's next Tuesday. Yeah. Well, the day after the show releases. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I'm sure once he gets his hand on, hands on Persona, he's not going to want to play anything else, you know. Uh, my thing was like, you know, I was playing 15 and I wanted to finish 15 before playing horizon and I put horizon in. I was like, I'll check it out. You know, I'll give it a, give it a whirl and see if, if it's, uh, something I want to play right now or just wait. And I started playing it and I couldn't put it down. And now I'm having a hard time going back to 15. Yeah. Um, you know, I have Soikin in two. Soikin in. Which I really that, want to finish. See, that's one that you've been talking about so long. You ha- you're so far removed from it. Yeah, it's time to retire. But I'm really far in that game. Well, like, <laughs> and I that's used- what distincts because I'm I love the game. It's so good, but it's like I have to go back and play a game that's well over 15 years mm-hmm. old when there's so many games coming out now. Yeah. You know, see, and, see that doesn't bother me. Like, I've yeah. never been the guy that chases the brand new game. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean neither, but like yeah. this year specifically, it's a loaded, loaded really historic good. year. This has been there's good. so many good games. Like every time a game comes out, it's getting great reviews, and yeah. like people are, are are praising it. Um, it's gonna make it really hard to be a game later on this year. Yeah, there's gonna come a time where people are like, okay, I've given all the, the I've like games have hit a new level now. So if you just like look at Mass Effect, it's kind of suffering from that. Yeah, if Mass Effect hadn't come out with all these other superb games, I don't think Mass Effect would have been. Yeah, well, I mean, also too, like, there's a lot of dour Mass Effect fans that aren't enjoying it just because it doesn't have that same flair. Yeah, um, missing a lot of those like Mass Effect. But just think, if there was no Zelda and there was no Horizon and there was no Persona and there was no Near and there was no Neo yeah. and there wasn't. If this was a drought. Yeah, the Mass Effect possibly could that would like, it oh. would have been like oh my god finally something great yeah but when every game dropping right now is full of flair and flash and mm-hmm. new you know I mean I'm sure there's other things I mean this I haven't played it yet but I listened to a ton of reviews and ton of talking on it mm-hmm. I almost picked it up this weekend just to try it but yeah and then I realized I'm like, I don't get to play games <laughs> yeah pretty much I just get to talk about them um. So yeah, sacrifice and backlog, you know, and like that's something I'm trying to get better at because, mm-hmm. you know, I want I want to come to a point where, okay, I've finished all these big AAA titles, my PS4 titles, like I finished all these. Yeah. I want now I can go back and do some cleanup on some of the PS3 titles I downloaded, or, you know, some of these indie games that are just sitting there that I haven't beaten, you know, um, 
problem with that is like the long, the long, it's like there's so many more accumulate while you're, and uh, it's like, I don't know, I told Tanner the other day, I'm going to try it again. So far, I've stuck to my guns. The past couple sales, past several sales, I didn't, I haven't bought anything. I didn't buy anything on that last flash sale. Even though I had stuff, I told you guys on the show, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get Dangerous Golf. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, Like, there the Resident Evil sale. Oh, wait a minute. I own all that stuff. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, I told Tanner, I said, I, th- I think, there, I mean, there's games at the end of the year I ha- I'm going to buy. I'm going to get Call of Duty. Uh, if I don't get it, I'll rent it. But I'll more than likely buy it. Um, I didn't really feel good about not buying it last year. Um. Yeah, Infinite Warfare because I yep. rented all three of the big shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Um, Revelations One is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. So I'm going to buy those. And that's just a given. Um, but I'm uh, Inf- uh, Injustice Two is coming out. I really want to buy it. Like, I really want to buy it. Um, but I'm trying they to just announce Scarecrow. Scarecrow is going to uh, be in the game. I'm trying really hard to, and, and then uh, Marvel Capcom Infinite's coming out. But I'm trying really hard to like sell myself, like buy into the idea that I'm not going to buy anything until I've knocked X amount of these out. I let Tanner borrow one of my PS3s, and I was I was mowing through my PS3 backlog. Mm-hmm. And he really wanted to play some games, so I like let him borrow it, and then now he's not even playing them. So I'm like, well. You know, might want to send that jump back over here. You know what I'm saying? So I can get back to <laughs> yeah. get back to mowing. Because the problem is this: the PS3 backlog is old backlog. Mm-hmm. The PS4 backlog is new backlog. The longer it takes us to get through those old games, the less likely we are of doing it. Period. Yeah. Well, that's what I fear. Because well, I mean, look at, look at Soikiden. You know. Yeah. Like that game is old. You know, and you've even I mean you just said it, and you're having a great time with it. <laughs> so good. But there's. Mechanics change, you know what I'm saying? Control systems change. Like things, sure yeah. things are so good. Like Resident Evil Two is still my favorite game of all time, but it don't play like Resident Evil Seven. It don't play like Resident Evil Six and Five and Four. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and so there comes a point in time where accessibility and the way we play changes to where it's harder to go back and enjoy those things. So what I would recommend to anybody who's got a backlog is stop. Stop buying new stuff and knock it out. Because if you don't, then you're going to drown in your games like I am. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I mean, I got games on games on games. And it's getting to the point now where I've got so many that I'll I'll die before I beat them all. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's not possible. So I've got, we've, you know, as a a consumer, we got to come up with a system. You know, it's like, I'm going to try it. And if I don't like it, I'm going to retire it and move on. You know? Right. Or we've got to say, you know what? Sure, there's 10 brand new games coming out that are going to eat up 100 of my hours a piece and $60 of my time a piece. They'll be there when I'm done with these other ones. You know? The other yeah. ones, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, what are we, we going to do when they turn off being able to download stuff from the PlayStation Store on our PS3s? Mm-hmm. And all those games we haven't downloaded yet because there's not enough space because the other games we haven't beat yet. Like there's going to come a time. I'll where be fine can't. with that as long as they move them to the PS4. Which I mean, I would hope so. Like yeah. I still believe that we're going to get our entire digital library eventually. Got to. Like it just doesn't make sense for them not to have them. unless it's. I don't know. I would imagine we will. You know, but the, but the, the thing is, it's like 
you know, and even the PS3 controller compared to the PS4 controller, it's not near as comfortable. Like it's archaic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like who want do you, it's I mean, sure you can plug your PS3 controller, your PS4 controller. But you can't in. access the, the menu. You, there's so many yeah, you're limiting a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. You know, plus you're tethered. And then it was like really salty that, you know, the the PSP and Vita got a Power Stone one and two collection. On sale for like three dollars. Mm-hmm. Great games. Resident Evil one, two, and three, dollar fifty a piece. Yeah, great games. But like, I don't own a Vita, you know. But, but I would if that was on PS4, I would have bought it. Oh, hard, like oh yeah, the oh, day oh, it, oh, yeah. it hit. For on the sale. the day. The day. So, anyways, you get you know it's one of those things where backlogs are real, and they are ferocious, and they. They pile up faster than we get time to play them. So hmm. we've got to come up with a system and we've got to stick to our guns. You know, and there's got to come a point in time where we say, I'm not buying another game until I finish the old ones. Right. So Mark Herb asks if you could have a revival of a quote unquote dead game series. And by that, I mean one that hasn't been around in a while. What series would you choose? Dino Crisis. Oh, Dino Crisis. Yep. The sister of Resident Evil. That was a neat game. They were good. I think they... That was a Resident Evil Jurassic Park. Yeah, basically. Um, I I think they kind of controlled better in Resident Evil. You know? Like, the cameras moved a little bit through them going down certain corridors. Yeah. Um, the dinosaurs were so cool. Like, that was such a cool thing. Um, uh, I, I really liked them. The first two harder. were great. I feel like it was harder. I feel like it was harder because it was harder to kill them. Yeah, yeah, that and, like... You had to make, create your ammo and stuff like that. E- a lot of times. Like, it, it was kind of like... um. You know, in, in Resident Evil, once you hit a certain point where you're getting chased by hunters, you know, it gets tough. When, like, mm-hmm. Dino Crisis is like that from, like, the beginning. Yep, everything feels like a hunter. Because you're getting chased by velociraptors and stuff, and it's Which like, this, so cool. things are so relentless. It's cool. Um, Yeah, Dino Crisis uh, 1 and 2, fantastic games. I own them on my Vita. Um, Dino Crisis 3, which is, you know, I, I mentioned this a lot. I, that was the one on Xbox OG. Uh, it was exclusive to the system. Um, man, I I would love to revisit that game. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I remembered it being really bad. Like, it was one of those games that I was so excited for. Got it, dinosaurs in space. It wasn't very good. I remember it being really hard, and graphic. I remember it being really good graphically at the time, mm-hmm. but I was pissed because they snatched it. It was a Sony exclusive. They snatched it to the Xbox OG, and it was a crappy game. And we yeah. haven't got another one. What was that Dreamcast Survival Horror Carrier? I don't think it was Carrie's Blue something. Like a Blue Curse or something like that? I'm going to have to look this up. It was it was a Dreamcast Survival Horror, and it sucked. Uh, like wanted, Carrier was good. I wanted it to be so good, but it was not good. I say good. Carrier sucked in the same way a lot of the Survival Horror games sucked. Yeah. As far as like control systems and stuff like that. Yeah. But it did some really neat stuff. And it was a Resident Evil knockoff. Flower slash vagina head monsters. Another dead franchise I would like to resurrect would be Contra. Yeah, it's just freaking. I don't Konami know. Like, do yeah, and that's can ask Konami. Yep. They have a lot of games like that. You know, we oh. just randomly got a Bomberman on Switch. Ugh, I heard, yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's like, oh, thanks Konami. What? Yeah. Hey, we still love you guys. Where's that Metal Gear game they were talking about? Metal Gear Survive. Yes, that's a good question. Where's that? At? That game should have been out. Yeah, I thought it came out. I thought it was supposed to come out last year, or yeah, was it this year? Either way, probably this year. But like, it's the same engine. 
It's the same. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that game same should, assets at all. all that together. game should have been out. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like all you gotta do is take the heads off your characters and render them with a crystal. Konami sucks so bad they can't even do a cash grab good. <laughs> it's weird because they used to be so good. Sunset Riders. There's another dead one. Yeah. Not as much a franchise, just a one IP. For me, uh, well, speaking of Nintendo, Star Tropics. So yep, a thousand times. That it's got to yeah. come back sometime. It's a Nintendo property. Yeah. It's just been sitting there. I mean, Kid Icarus is technically one, too. And it's weird because we have Kid Icarus in, in Smash, but like they never really gave, brought him back and gave him his proper title. Yep. Uh, it's, proper, just, it's just desserts. It's just, yeah. It's like, hey, this is a really cool character. You know that. Um, like they brought back Little Mac for Smash 4, but like where's the new punch out? No way related to Big Mac. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um this is cuz another uh another it's not a dead franchise, but it was a dead spin-off series that the community is begging for. Resident Evil Outbreak. Yeah. Outbreak came out when the broadband was just not strong enough. <laughs> But I'm telling you, I'm in so many groups and part of so many Resident Evil things, and people are scre- they're begging for it. Yeah. Like PS2 to PS4 was the perfect platform for this. Mm-hmm. You know? That'd um, be awesome. I just don't understand why. No. Yeah, I don't understand why. Legacy of Game. Oh, my God. Soul Reaver. Bro. Blood Omen. Bro. Mm-hmm. Defiance. Yes. Oh my God. Defiance was the best one. That was the one I didn't even name. This is the last one. Yeah, I believe. So good. I the one before that was good. Was they that was that Blood Omen? Blood Omen. Yep. That was so good. They were such good they games. Were so good. Yep. The story was so good, and freaking everything about it was good. Yeah. Arazael. Yeah. God, dog, those were good games. So that needs to come back. Yep. I don't understand why that hasn't. You know, but like. Eidos Montreal has been, they've been doing stuff. Yeah. You know, well, they just yeah. rebooted Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. With well. the help of, of course, with the help of Square, but. Yeah. Squarespace. <laughs> Build it beautiful. <laughs> um. So, yeah. um, I would, I would love to see that game come back. There's so many. Torok. Yeah. Where's Torok? Oh, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say well, that. Well, I mean, we have Horizon. Um, I actually read somewhere that they were going to reboot Turok on, or reboot Turok, Tur- or excuse me, re- do like an HD remake of mm-hmm. Turok 64 on the Xbox One. I did hear that. Because they got the, I think they have the rights to Turok. Everyone always talks about how bad that game was. No, I mean, that, that game was on PS3 as well. I loved it? it. I love those games. Oh, dude. God, I'm sure when we back now and play it, it would be like, Pretty terrible. This is rough. But dude, Turok sixty four was one of those games. Oh my god, I love that game. Yeah, like very much like a Duke Nukem. I, the first couple levels were so good. After a while, I got the level design got it's really like, bad. What is going on? Yeah, Seas of Evil was still really cool. Yeah, but that was another one. Like the level design got really weird. Really weird. Yep. So they were like, we're out of ideas. No one's gonna play this far anyways. But god, the freaking guns were so uh-huh. cool. The cerebral bore still yes. one of the coolest guns. Yep. So, um. And last question, uh, uh, Simon Brakeva? Brakeva? Mm, uh, it looks like Brakova, like Brakleva, like dessert. Or no, it's Baklava, excuse me. Baklava. Brak at work is Brakleva. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice word association. That's what I do. Uh, okay, he says, um, recently we've been seeing more and more remastered <laughs> games. What would you guys want to see come out remastered if you could choose? Uh, I would personally like to see them remaster Black from the PS2 or G-Police yes. from the PS1. 
Dude, freaking black was so good. I remember that game had the best gun sounds ever. Um, PsyOps, PlayStation 2. Yeah. Give me an HD freaking port, a PS2 to PS4. Give me PsyOps. God, that game was good. I'd freaking, I'd melt over that game. Yes. Um, Go ahead, you got one. I want to see, and I mean, I've said this before, uh, I want to see HD re, re, remasters, re-releases, if you will, of some of these like obscure, hard-to-find PS1 games, um, or, or JRPGs more specifically, yeah. uh, games that are like you know, and I mean they've released a few, but I want to see like, I really want to see them dig deep into the library and bring back some of these games, you know, like I love to see some Bushido Blades, yeah, Mushas. Oh yeah, on Musha, definitely. Yeah, everyone, everyone wants to see that game come back. Doesn't make any sense. Like, why is it not here? Maybe it doesn't make sense. These things are like these. these some of the some of the things that are not like out yet, but the crap we've gotten mm-hmm. doesn't. Even, it does like why though? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. I mean, I, I mean, that, that, that's about it. Like, I want to see more. PS1 releases. PS2 had a lot of a lot of really good games too that I'd like to see make comebacks. Um, we're slowly kind of starting to get the. I mean, like we just we just got Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, one or two uh, remastered. That a long time. <laughs> yeah, almost about as long as Part Three. Oh, never coming. It's never coming. Never coming. Um, you know what? Which, you know both these last two topics have. Can I, you have, I could pull the, some of the same names. Um, like I said, I really want to see PsyOps uh, come back. We, I'd love to see freaking Torok come back. Holy crap. Um, uh, I'd say... There was a PS2 game. No, well, okay, The Punisher. I've been asking for that. PS2, PS4, bring that back. Um but there was there was a it was called wrong. I've, I've talked about it on the show before. God dog it! It was wrong something. Without warning, sorry, not war, not wrong. Without warning, it was a shooter that came at the end of the PS2 generation. So freaking good, so freaking good. Um, like I can't. It had a really good cover system. It was it was a good third person shooter, military third person shooter. Okay. I don't even remember what the story was about, but holy crap, without warning. Matter of fact, I like if you go to the PS2, PS4 hashtag, I've put some crazy stuff on there. <laughs> like, I've got a lot of stuff on there. Like, I wouldn't even mind revisiting the Shadow Man games. You're playing those? Shadow Man. It was like a third person psychological thriller slash horror took place in these uh, psycho ward slash prisons. It was like a it had like a very voodoo vibe to it. Like, yeah, there was, there was a couple of them, Shadow Man, Shadow Man Two. Yeah, so like, I know you're talking about. They were uh, they were they weren't great. I remember when I was younger, I was just like, man, this kind of sucked. But they, it's kind of like the closest thing I got to like a new survival horror thing. Right. Um, they they were neat. They were they weren't they weren't. Great, but well, nightmare creatures. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like Dark Souls being as big as it is now, like that makes nightmare sense. creatures was kind of like the cool little niche game that came out, but way before Dark Souls mm-hmm. that may have inadvertently influenced it. 
Why is there not a House of the Dead in VR right now? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, like, House of the Dead games are great for shooters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, on-rail shooters. Because um, those games are better with guns, and they don't really have light guns anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like... But they got fingers. Finger guns. <laughs> use your fingers. Finger guns. <laughs> you so. can use your little PS3 wand... Wandos. <laughs> Wandos. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I think we did good. I think we we gave out plenty of pretty solid answers. Yeah, I'm sure there's a ton more. So, oh. anyone listening to the show, if there's any games you'd like to see uh, remade, remastered, uh, or brought back to life, any franchises, um, let us know. Uh, Absolutely, let us, let us know in the um, in our Facebook page. You, know, you can email us, hit us on Twitter. So, but I think we can land the plane there. I think that was a Pretty Let's solid play. show. It's gonna be a good lengthy show. It's crazy. We lost two guys, and yet we put out an extra hour worth of content. We are long-winded people. They when they're out touching each other, we're out making freaking podcast gold, brother. Where can I find you? You can find me, Mister Nathaniel Kelly. You can find me with Nelly, <laughs> freaking resident Daryl. Um, freaking lifting, playing games, painting studios, um, touching buttholes. No, 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 that's Tanner and Josh. Okay. Um, soccer dad on the on the weekends, dance dad during the week. Soccer dad extraordinaire. Yawn machine. I don't know why. I like I'm getting from a microphone, I want to yawn. So I'm not even tired. Had, like, it's really late. It's been a long show. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, Appreciate you guys joining us. <laughs> yeah, it's twelve thirty in the AM. We've been recording for three hours, so I've had a long day. I'm very sunburnt, and in no way is that depressing. I'm in sun effing burnt. And let us know what you think about these lengthy shows. Um, we've actually been discussing possibly having two shows, or Again, shorter shows, or shorter shows. Um, do you like the one big long one, or do you like a couple random short ones? Or maybe we'll, re- we'll release like 10, 10 minute episodes, <laughs> like all at once, just in one big chunk. <laughs> it's like we won't pie. even we won't number them, so you have to like listen <laughs> to them all and decipher which one's the the right one. Uh, put a contest together. Which one's the definitive order, and have everyone? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at PG Frosty. You can find me on PSN at MGS underscore Daniel twenty five. Um. We have a lot of a lot of big news coming up for you guys. Um, so thank big, you, thank you for listening. News. Thank you for you know sticking with us and supporting us. Um, thank, thank you for not listening to the show and podcasting about how much you don't like our show. Yes, thank you and, for that. <laughs> and, fa- and Facebooking about how much you would never listen to our show. You know, Daryl, you're being real infantile right now. <laughs> I don't know if I like your tone. You know what? I'm not going to listen to what you have to say, but I'm going to read the title to your show. I'm going to make a judgment call. I'm going to go ahead. And, I'm going to go a limb here and say you did not vote for Hillary Clinton. Therefore, you're hurting my feelings. Mm. We have a lot of good news coming up in the future. <laughs> um, hopefully, we we'll be putting out more content for you guys. More infantile um, jokes. Once we get this uh, studio finish, bunch of crappy titles for the show yeah we'll be able to make more videos infantile jokes more more infantile jokes more jokes about macaroni and cheese and uh let's plays we'll be able to stream we'll be able to go live again yeah oh my gosh i miss that i miss that too that was a lot of fun 
It's going to be a lot more fun because we're not going to have to sit in each other's laps. Well, I don't know. I kind of missed that. All right. That's an inventile joke. (laughs) This has been Remember the Loot episode 73. And we'll see you guys. On the flip side. On the flippity dippity. Whoa. Bippity boppity. That's what Nick used to say. Is it? Yeah. I just shoot from the hip. That's what. Wow. That's where your hips go? Mm Mm-hmm. You should probably recant that last statement. See you on the ding ding dongle dongle. <laughs> Later. So many people that I talk to know the truth. Do what they want to do and really never follow through. Follow you, yes, he's up in the fall saddles. Better school to tear him down, I don't need a title. Just give me grace, free love, and nothing but truth. Toss out the lie.